Hello and welcome to our little planes hopping D&D campaign. I am not your friendly neighborhood dungeon master <gasps> Austin, but I am joined by my weird little dudes welcoming lofty disasters with little difficulty, <laughs> yes. wildly living dangerously, win, lose, draw. Say hi. Everyone. Yeah! yeah. Hello <laughs> and good show. Oh, my boy. <laughs> I haven't been this happy since and you, Brutus. <laughs> <laughs> I have now set the precedent for every one shot moving forward. We gotta do that. We gotta keep this up. Way anyway. To break my precedent of completely ignoring the rules of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad That's right. Uh, it's not Austin behind the screen this time. Hello, I am Noir. I usually play Virlo the Wizard, uh, Mecha Knight. You might have heard of him. Who you knows? Um, <laughs> Might have but, you know, come pretty far in like a Tumblr bracket. Or yeah, you beat uh, Taco from TV. We can This episode's pull. coming out like a month after we, we're recording this. We can't so really yeah, be talking about the Tumblr bracket. We have bracket. exactly one more fan than Adventure Zone. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, yep, uh, I, I think we've announced this before already, but I uh, am here running a little one shot revolving not around uh, the general crew of the Caprospera, but uh, their weird little dudes, their pets, familiars. Uh, homunculus, uh, the peons, whatever you want to call them. Besties. And uh, basically running a little adventure that's focusing on them. Well, this system does not utilize D&D uh, 5e. Instead, we're using a uh, one-page TTRPG uh, that was made in collaboration with Grant Howitt and Marisha Ray from Critical Role, Darrington Press, uh, called A Familiar Problem. You might have, uh, I don't know, seen Critical Role's one shot. Uh, where they utilize the same system. I'll be adapting it for the purposes of our story here. Pretty straightforward, a lot more streamlined than D&D. Everyone has four abilities, clever, fierce, sly, and quick. Clever is the familiar's ability to talk to people and understand their strange culture. Fierce is how well they can bite, scratch, scare, and make loud noises. Um, sly is how well they can hide, lie, sneak, disguise, and trick. And quick is how well they can climb, dodge, outrun, and spot things. Um, in addition, each familiar, each weird little dude, you guys aren't familiars, each weird little dude has uh, three spells, um, <laughs> which you can sort of interpret as them having observed their big little dude, weird big dude, um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically tried to adapt some of uh, their skills for their own. Uh, so everyone has access to three, let's call them spells, but you can only use once each per session, so choose wisely. I think I have properly set up the, the, the premises and the mechanics of the game, but uh, I will have to throw it to Sophia for some announcements. Uh, <laughs> if you'll permit me, Sophia. Oh? Oh! <laughs> and welcome back to the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Uh, next on stage is Sophia Ricciardi. Oh, now, no. Sophia has dominated her way through oh, the... Uh, is it not Scripps? <laughs> anyway. No, what? <laughs> I don't know. And uh, dominated her way through her local state and uh, state spelling bees and how she is now here on the national stage. Let's see how well she does. If she gets this word, she will win uh, the entire thing. Let's see what the judges have. Sophia, your word is announcement. <laughs> I'm, n I'm never going to financially recover from this. Uh, announcement. <clears throat> A-N-N-O-U-C- 
No. E M E N T. Ooh, a costly mistake from Sophia Ricciardi. Mm. She forgot the N in <laughs> Oh, <announcement>. shit. <laughs> Her consolation prize, Sophia, tell her what's happening. Yeah, um, this is emotionally devastating. I'm never going to, um, I'm never going to be the same audience. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we thank you guys for listening to all of the regular episodes of Rolling with Difficulty. And if you haven't, what are you doing? There's like 20 of them or something. Go back and listen to those bad boys. But we also have an exciting new season of our main campaign coming at you. Uh, and I'm very excited to announce that first episode of season four will go live on Friday, July 7th. So mark that in your calendars. Whoa. Get ready. It's happening. We're coming back. And now summer is not only an ambiguous season, but also a very specific start date. In addition to that, just want to remind you of a few other cool places and things that you can find related to us. There is a Rolling with Difficulty Discord server linked in the description below that is extremely cool. There's a lot of fun fan art and conversations and stuff happening there all the time. In addition, we have a uh, merch shop on Redbubble where you can get stickers and prints drawn by our lovely cast members. Uh, and perhaps when you go and glance there, there may be some weird little dudes who have been added. I don't know. It's worth recording this in the future. Uh, <laughs> and finally, in the past? I, in the past? P-A-S-T? Pass? The future. Oh, okay. You're, you're not going to recover. You don't, don't even try. I've been so thrown. You had your one shot. We haven't even played the session yet. Um, and also, as a reminder, if you'd like to support the podcast, help us do what we do, we do have a Patreon. There's a lot of really cool bonus content going up there every month. We do hangs with some tiers. We'll hop on Discord and chat. We have a lot of cool like articles written about... Um, it's not fan fiction because Austin wrote it, but it is kind of fan fiction <laughs> in that it is stuff that has happened to NPCs and stuff. There's like a story about uh, Ethos and Devion and other cool stuff. So if you're interested, definitely check that out. Austin Canon looks like he's fiction. in pain. Supplementary material, guys. Pan if fiction. we're the ones writing it, yeah. it's not fan it's fiction. Sort of the appendices. <laughs> this is like when people just started calling every character they made an OC instead of that yeah. being the official term for when you have a fan character in an established yeah. medium. Anyway, those are all the places that I wanted to highlight. And with that, I will go back to uh, our next competitor up on the stage, uh, Noir, who has been following up the rear of this competition but is still holding on strong. Uh, and your word is dysentery. Dysentery, D Y S E N. I was so confident at the beginning. <laughs> you came in so hot on the D Y. T E R O I, dysentery. I think that's right. I don't know. That is right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, glad someone so had it pulled up because I didn't. I was just going <laughs> to. Two E's. That, when you I got three letters that. in, I was like, oh shit, someone should check. Mm. That was I would have guessed doing. an A-R-Y, but no. I was, I was pausing for dramatic effects so that you guys could As, as long uh, as we're talking about words, I do want to quickly ask, Sophia, how many syllables do you think are in noir? One? I think... No. Yes, okay. No, I, like, I, I, see what you're going, I see what you're going noir. with this. And it's just I, noir. No. This is yeah, like fire. Fire or fire, fire you fire. know, it's... It's it, it works either way, depending on how you need to poeticize the it. The speed at which I'm saying the word is not enough of a point of contention for us to delay this session any longer. <laughs> well, last thing. The, when I was in third grade, uh, we had like a grammar assignment where, <laughs> where we had to count how many syllables were in words or whatever. One of the words was really. 
And the the intention was that you were supposed to look in the dictionary to see how many syllables it was. And really, in the dictionary is three syllables. That's funnily stupid. enough. Really? Really. Mm. Yes. Really. Yeah. Really. So really. I've 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 long since to not really care about how many syllables a word is. Oh, anyway. Well, I'm upset now. <laughs> English is made up. Nothing matters. <laughs> Everything's made up. We should just do this whole no, podcast. No, language, however, is made up. Well, yeah, all Some words things are, are made not made up. up. Yes. Speaking of another thing that's made up, let's go to the session. Hey. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Planescape, where good <laughs> and evil clash where law and order maintain their delicate balance. You didn't even fix it. The thing that everyone asked me for, you just read it verbatim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, boom, boom. Have, your, have your mistakes be even more apparent. If you commit to the bit, I it stops being I didn't sign up for the roast of Sophia Ricciardi. I signed up to come play a cat on the internet, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say, they say that the stars of the astral sea tell the stories of heroes. Legends that have twinkled into existence over the history of the Planescape, each pinprick light a representation of the mark those heroes have made on the realm. They say of those stars, only a select few, the biggest and the brightest, have been shining since the beginning, since whatever being first willed the Planescape into existence. They say those stars represent the heroes who are always destined to be legends. Some have since revealed and proven themselves, and others still yet to come. And you have found, in more recent years, such legends reside on a small spelljammer called the Paraspora. We begin thus, then, following the Paraspora across the Sea of Stars, traveling back from her most recent mission. She glides across the ethereal waters with a steady and healthy hum, her translucent sails glittering in the starlight. It is a beautiful ship, at least when it's whole and working, and you found that such occasions are few and far between. Time after time, you witnessed it be subjected to all sorts of damage, relentlessly bombarded uh, of all dangers, physical, environmental, magical. It is no small task keeping such a vessel in prime working condition, and the constant upkeep would drive any other cat insane. But (laughs) you have found that you are no ordinary cat because the inhabitants of the Paraspora safeguard her to you in their absence. Whenever they leave the ship going off to do fucking whatever it is they do, they place the care of their most valuable asset in your protection. And for nearly two years, you have done a stellar job. Each time they return to their ship battered, bleeding, and bruised, they are secure in the knowledge that they'll find it exactly as they left it, all thanks to you. You realize that no ordinary cat would be entrusted with this enormous task. And certainly, no ordinary cat would successfully rise to the challenge. You realize, then, you must not be any ordinary cat. You must be highly skilled. You must be courageous. You must be legendary. You realize that you, Plug of the Paraspora, are one of those heroes whose legends have been written in the stars since time immemorial. These four wayward souls would be lost and adrift if not for your ship keeping them on course. And so maintaining the health and well-being of the Paraspora is a job that take that you take very seriously. For the burden of accepting such a responsibility can only be taken up by a legend such as yourself. We zoom into the interior of the ship, and we find ourselves in the engine room, a cramped space filled with piping and machinery, 
A large boiler-like contraption dominates one side of the space. It is adorned with various levers and valves, and it shimmers with a faint iridescent glow, a clear sign that it displays arcane properties. On the other side of the room, a greasy hammock is strung between two pipes. Its usual owner, not currently occupying the space, and so it is where we find you, Plug. Wow. So I know that everyone knows Plug, but why don't you go ahead and describe him for us? <laughs> <laughs> you see before you the most regal <laughs> of mechanical cats. Indeed, one who has been beaten and bathered, but nonetheless is polished to perfection from many a heated pass with its mechanical mouth. I am Sir Plug. Indeed, I am the most faithful steward of the Peraspora and my beloved creator, Danny. A mechanical cat, though I may be, accordioned in the middle, I am capable of making only the finest of AOL dial-up sounds. And as a result, I dedicate all of my existence, when not spent napping or creating chaos for the sprites in the kitchen, to protecting the Peraspora and, more importantly, my liege, just Danny. A very apt description because it is sleeping how we find you, Plug. Curled up into a ball, a gentle wheezing sound coming <laughs> from the accordion-like bellows of your torso as you breathe <laughs> in and out with a steady and calm me, 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 me. Uh, <laughs> you are... <laughs> Uh, you are asleep, but not for long. Uh, you find your slumber being disturbed by uh, an odd sound. It is uh, strange. It is metallic. It is rhythmic. Bing! 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 Uh, you could, you know, try and ignore it and go to sleep, but you know that any possible danger to the Paraspera will have to answer to you. So, I rise. what do you? <laughs> with great haste from my <laughs> slumber and look to where I assume a game of Lucky Bolt is being played at this time, prepared to duck and cover should I, too, become blue. <laughs> you look around and next to your hammock, next to your hammock, is a work table cluttered with various mechanical doodads and oil-stained sketches. Seated at the work table, you find your familiar fi blue fire genasi, Danny. Oh, Danny. Uh, it's me. Uh, as you have, <laughs> as you have correctly uh, guessed, she has a pile of bolts gathered next to her on the table. You watch her as she performs, uh, admittedly an odd ritual, but one that you are now very well used to at this point. She takes a bolt from the pile, places it at the edge of the table, lines up a shot uh, towards the large boiler-like contraption on the other end of the room, and <laughs> flicks the bolt toward it. And you see it collide with the machine with a very satisfying ping. Uh, you watch as the contraption surge with energy and that faint iridescent glow grow brighter and brighter and brighter before anticlimactically fizzling out back yeah. to equilibrium. I'm so scared that Danny was about to be an inciting incident. <laughs> you see Danny uh, sort of slump in disappointment. Ah. And then she turns to, to notice you. Ah, hey buddy, how you doing? And then you see she kind of goes to sort of scratch you and sort of under the chin and around the ears and the places where you like them. I will uh, reassuringly throw up on her shoe. <laughs> ah, plug! Ah, dang it. Take ah, comfort, my liege. It's a good, part of plug. <laughs> it's a good thing you're so dang cute. 
the part of Plug will be played by Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of Star Trek this week. <laughs> mm. Samesies. <laughs> yes. So this is this is your just Danny. You've known her all your life. You've been there for her, uh, protectively watching out for her, shielding her from danger. Um, you know that your presence always puts a smile on her face. She especially likes it when uh, you guys play keep away. She's always ready to sort of chase after you whenever you steal a tool or some sort of part that she needs. Uh, very good for uh, exercise, for keeping active. Well, she seems to pretty well receive uh, the little gift that you give her. Um, good. Uh, <laughs> it comes from the heart, or in my case, the stomach area that you installed when you created me. <laughs> Meow. She hears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> full disclosure, full disclosure, uh, none of the weird little dudes will be able to communicate with their uh, with their big, weird big dude. This dramatic rendition is, is only heard in the minds of Plugs and, and the other uh, members of our good. session tonight here. Um, well, you are awake now, Plug, and you feel like this is as good a time as any to do one of your routine inspections of the Paraspora. Um, you know, at one time before you were able to do this on your own. You know, it was just you and Danny and like the tall, weird metal guy. Um, but especially in the last couple of years, the population of the Praspera has expanded uh, quite considerably. And, you know, you're a humble cat. You're willing to admit okay. when, you know, maybe a given job is maybe a little bit too big for just one being. Uh, luckily, you've you know, taking the time to observe and watch some of the passengers on the on the ship, and you sort of identified a couple, a few, who you think might be well-suited to join you, to join your cause in protecting this ship, Paraspora. Um, and so you decide that today is as good as day as any to, you know, officially induct them into the cause. Uh, so, of Austin, Red, and Wally, can I have you guys roll, let's mm -hmm. say, a d6? And we'll see who Plug oh, uh, approaches first. Uh, I was gonna say, I gotta break out the D6. Ah, uh, you said let's D10 the most likely. <clears throat> also, Sophia, I don't know if that was the personality you already had in mind for Plug, but I'm very, <laughs> very glad that it seems to line up well with yeah, the inner I was, monologue I could, that I've I could not emphasize enough that Noir and I did not coordinate on this, but somehow both of us independently <laughs> came to the same very funny conclusion that this, this cat should be a protector. <laughs> very duty-bound <laughs> and honorable, but above all else, very much still a cat. <laughs> If this yeah. cat had class levels, he would be a paladin. Yes. I rolled a six. All right. I rolled a three, four. Okay. Let's do it in that order then. So, Plug, mm. you decide to do the difficult task first. In your, you know, in your many tasks and services as steward of the Paraspora, you never thought that one of those would be slaying a dragon, and yet... <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we are. You found yourself for a, a strange... At one point you would have called him intruder, but maybe things have changed in more recent times. Yes, uh, Kiana, who herself was the most recent uh, acquisition of the crew of the Paraspora. Um, you like her. She is very friendly. Uh, the, and, and she's always very eager to play with you at any given chance. And, you know, at first, you know, you always have to be vigilant. You always have to be alert. Maybe this is some sort of cloying attempt to sort of get under your, to, to get in your good graces so that your back will be turned when you least expect it. But yeah, it's been like a year. I think you're pretty confident that she's all right. 
And so you found it strange when she brought this usurper on board, this intruder. You might not, you might have suspected that she brought him here against her own will. And so as you do, you have spent your days in fierce combat with this, uh, <laughs> with this dragon, essentially, basically showing him who's the boss, where the line in the sand is drawn, metaphorically speaking. And after many such bouts, many such encounters, you seem that you ha you seem to be in a place where you have successfully tamed this dragon. Yes, your fierce attacks, your fierce clawings at it seem to have rendered a response in which the dragon is so scared that he is unwilling to even acknowledge your presence, basically. Um, and so you think that you've basically got him under control. And the smart tactician that you are, what was once a former enemy might very well be a very powerful ally. And so you think that he is the first to induct into your cause. Uh, Red, where, so Kiana is on the deck right now. Where uh, is Sunny found? Sunny is probably draped across Kiana's neck like a scarf. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you like to reiterate and re-describe Sunny for the rest of the audience? Uh, yes, if I recall correctly, because we did get two pseudo-dragon descriptions at the same time and they're a little bit muddled in my head. Sunny is a small and adorable pseudo-dragon. So basically mm -hmm. looks like a very tiny dragon, but like proportionately like big head, little wings, just kind of very, very cute. And I believe Sunny has little gold scale sparkles uh, on him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the gold Can eyes. Can we go to the tape? Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. You can't make yeah. me go back sort of a, to the a salt, a salt and pepper sort of complexion, I believe. Yeah, the sort of like black and white scales it. with little gold gold eyes and little gold yeah. sparkles. The, um, I, re, I, I did watch the tape back. The majority of Sonny's body is black, but as it sort of transitions towards the neck and the head, uh, more and more white spots sort of are uh, visible and sort of converge until the head itself is fully white. Thank goodness. Um, I didn't realize there was going to be homework. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sonny, what are you thinking as you are draped around Kiana's shoulders? You know, I mean, you you haven't been a, you haven't been alive for very long, and nope. and you probably have had a very colored uh, life even now at your young age. And so, what's yeah, going through your head, um, bud? It's been like two weeks since I was born, something like that. Time doesn't pass in this dimension, so it's a little bit. But it's been very exciting. Uh, I think I'm trying to puzzle out what exactly a sun is, because whenever Kiana and I hang out, she she brings it up, she thinks about it. So I've gotten like impressions of like like something that's very bright and very gold. But there's a lot of other possibilities. So I think currently my my working theory is that a sun is one of those stars, but like closer. I think I think that's where I'm at right now. But at two, at two weeks, Sunny having a greater grasp of astrophysics and but, celestial bodies than maybe any other two week old. But critically, it's incorrect in this universe. This is true. Um, so it's just like okay, so it's round and glowy, and I I know those things. Are, okay, yeah, I think I'm figuring this out. But uh, but yeah, I I just can't imagine that it could be all that impressive, but we haven't seen it yet. Uh, so, you know, I just sort of have to work on the impressions I have from my my, my telepathic link with Kiana, and it's uh, it's interesting. You know, the mm -hmm. ship is it's big. I've been sort of trying to 
figure out how it works. I, I don't tend to leave Kiana unsupervised all that often. She gets into trouble a lot. But um, when I do explore around, uh, I'll be honest, <laughs> parts of the ship scare me a little bit. <laughs> Specifically, yeah. it's Caretaker, um, who, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? I try to stay positive. I, I've only just kind of started existing. Life is a little bit confusing and big, but I really, I, I think that, I think that everything's got a solution and, and we can all just get along. I hope, but I don't know how that works yet. So failing that, maybe I'll just hide from problems if that's well, okay. <laughs> it seems as though now is the time to test your metal as you see emerging from uh, sort of the, where would plug emerge from? Can plug use hatches? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> all of, of the, plug the all trap of the trapdoors on the ship were built with plug in mind. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fair enough. You see, emerging from the main trapdoor um, is the caretaker of the Paraspora plug, um, and seems as though he's coming towards you, buddy. Ed swivels around, eyes locking, telescoping as soon as they see Sunny. <laughs> much, 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 yeah. much. Uh, to, I guess for a little context, not too long ago, maybe like within the last four hours or so, you guys were probably like at each other's throats. Um, yes. <laughs> just most recently fighting. Um, and so. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think Sonny is going to sidle around the back of Kiana's neck. But if you'd permit me. Kiana would immediately pick up Plug upon seeing him. I was going I was going to say, when Kiana does see Plug, she immediately goes to him and says, Ah, oh, hi, buddy! And then, like, and then, then, you know, again, goes to uh, sort of scratch and play with him. Your aid is appreciated, blonde human. Oh, who's a good cat? Robot? Robot cat, yeah. But positive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Plug, you're here to try and convince uh, Sunny to aid you in your quest to make sure that the Prospero is A-OK. -okay. Yeah, I'll so. immediately start clawing my way up Kiana's arm. My dearest Sunny, oh, okay. please, ow, uh, ow. I require your immediate audience. I hope you've recovered from our earlier skirmish. Sunny, where are you going? Come back here. And I'll just keep circling around until I just, like, up onto the top of the head. Oh, not again, you guys. <laughs> ah, ow, ow. Okay. Uh, you see... Uh, uh, you see that you guys are using Kiana's arms, uh, like human arms, as you know platforms and catwalks huh, to <laughs> of, that, of your of your of of this you know encounter. Uh, but you see the both of you then being picked up by uh, two <laughs> gold me. glowing arms. Huh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm glad that you guys are trying to get along, but can you please not use me as it? Uh, I can be here, and you can see Kiana very carefully sort of set you guys both down on the deck of the Paraspora. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Okay. Oof. Help. As I was saying, my dearest Sunny, I require an immediate audience. Ah! <laughs> Stop that. Where are you going? Plot <laughs> after. You, oh, I, am, I invite you to join me on my regularly scheduled uh, escapades, as it were, or in this particular case, more of a patrol of sorts. You see, I'm assembling something of a team. Where are you going? Stop walking backwards. Listen, look at people when they're talking to you. Just, like, backed up against, like, the opposite. But yeah. I think as soon as Sunny runs out of room, it's like, oh, oh, okay. He's not licking me this time. This is already better. <laughs> um... Loom over. Okay. <laughs> Pseudo dragon <laughs> as much as possible. How would you like a job? Uh, what? A job? I'm like, is that normal for 
Okay. <laughs> it's incredibly normal. I don't know why you would assume anything otherwise. We are the caretakers and sole people responsible for this care and keeping of this ship and those on it. To do anything uh-huh. less than our best to protect it would be a failure. And we do yeah, not no, accept yeah. failure on the Peraspora. Everything <laughs> runs according yeah, to yeah. plan, always. Uh, sure. <laughs> Great. We have to go pick up some more people now. Come. What? what? I'll wrap my tail around one of her feet and start walking towards whatever the next location is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Austin was the one who rolled the next highest, and so we find ourselves, Plug and Sunny, heading towards Virla's room. Virla is probably the person you know second best. You were introduced to him in a very similar manner to how you were introduced to Danny. Uh, you know, you found her. You woke up on a workbench and. You know, she kind of had a very intense look of maybe, like, intense concentration or maybe even stress. But then upon seeing you, you know, there was a very palpable uh, look of relief and uh, even joyousness as she realizes that you're awake. And you observed many of the same things when you saw Danny working on, on Virla. And since then, you've kind of learned to see him as a, a good ally, a friend to Danny, and so then, therefore, a friend to you. Um... It's weird, though, because you kind of, like, sneeze every time you get near him. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> uh, you're not really sure what that's up about. What, what, what's up with that? But anyway. Um, Virla, though, is currently piloting the ship, as he, as he does many a time. However, uh, you guys head to his room, where uh, you can see climbing out of his satchel, which is sort of... Uh, draped across a chair uh, next to his his table where he uh, studies at. Um, Austin, would you like to describe your weird little dude? <laughs> yes, so I, I would hesitate to even say he's climbing out, just sitting on the satchel, completely there unmoving. Go. You see uh, a mechanical wasp, uh, a little bit bigger than, you know, your typical wasp that you would see around is, but, uh, you know, st- still pretty small. Uh, tiny, tiny little mechanisms, those you know, narrow wings and a, a stinger, large insect eyes, just sits unmoving. As you guys walk into the room, you see he's not quite turned to the door, just horror movie slope, turns his <laughs> head to look at you, and then so slowly turns his head back to neutral position. Uh, this is uh, the wasp that Maxim sent to Virla as a hey I'm still working on the staff so uh, come back to that one day and uh, yeah he's just been hanging out ever since right uh, does the wasp go by a name or is uh, there a has, name I don't that know that anyone's like ever asked <laughs> I don't know if anyone's asked its name oh the ball's not here <laughs> the ball often disappears and is in fact quite unreliable instead I have selected our next team member due to their constant presence uh, Bugman. <laughs> what? Slowly turns their head to, to look at you, says nothing. Perhaps you might grace us Just... with your presence. Is this a command? Yes, very much so. Everything I say is a command and should be taken incredibly seriously. What a relief. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Wings buzz lands immediately in front of you. <laughs> what task uh, would you have me do? We are charged with the defense and patrol of this ship, but first we must gather the last member of our party. Are you prepared to assist in such a function? I would die for such a function. What is happening? I put a paw on top of the little 
wasp head. Good man. You are a creature of honor this day. And I'll start turning around and plotting off to wherever the where the last little dude is. Of course, something Maxim please, build is Please do not saddle me with personality. <laughs> uh, with no other classifier or name to be called by than Bugman, it seems like this is the moniker with Bugman. which you have been dubbed. Do you have like a serial number or something? Uh, I would prefer that you not saddle me with any identity or identifiers. <laughs> I am but one drone. But so you're the only if you drone wish, here. you may call me you drone. Okay. Drone doesn't sound like a nice name, but if it's your name, it's gotta be good. That's not for me to decide, nor is it my name. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> You get the sense that perhaps the single drone was perhaps part of a larger collective uh, who has then since been separated from the rest of his pack. Uh, reasons unknown to him. Um, but stalwart as ever, he has decided to maintain a course as far as his personality is concerned. We see you guys exit then uh, your uh, Beerla's room uh, towards uh, your final member, or should I rather say members. <laughs> Wally is currently in his bedroom. The pixies aren't necessarily beholden to be staying with Wally. Uh, where do the Finbar? pixies? Where, where, Finbar. Where... To be staying with Finbar. <laughs> Wally has what a real manifest. Magic. Canonically. Wally got isekai. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm realizing what you're saying now, Austin. I, this was a moment when I just came back into existence and realized that I'm here in the present, hosting a session. Uh, it's anyway. upsetting whenever that happens. Like you get into yeah. it and you get like thrust back. Anyway. Uh, the pixie's not beholden to staying with Finbar. So Wally, where do uh, where do Plug and the others find the pixies? Where else but the kitchen? Very well. And would you like to introduce them, uh, each one individually, in excruciating detail? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> um, yes, so upon yes. entering the kitchen, there is uh, one old um, pixie leaning over a bent uh, plastic knife, shouting commands at some of the other pixies. Um, all right. Salt, pepper, make sure we get everything put into place. We don't want the captain looking at our quarters looking all sloppy. And oh, oh, sh I beg your parsley, Captain Plug. <laughs> this is this is Old Bay? Yes, or... this is Old Bay okay. um, <laughs> taking uh, the lead. Uh... <laughs> Greetings, Old Bay, and Plug will jump up onto uh, a nearby shelf or counter, whatever is most accessible to me, and kind of perch for this conversation. Um, um, am I still tethered to plug? <laughs> I would have released you if I saw you were following. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, then I'm just up on the highest shelf. Oh, Bay will salute. Uh, you're right on time. Uh, the kitchen is now speaking Pam, and we are ready for our daily rounds. Excellent. I expect nothing less from the finest members of our crew, these will be our it's been happening daily. assistance for this particular set of rounds. We have high hopes for their eventual ability to better the ship and, more importantly, protect my Danny and the rest of the crew. Um, Old Bay takes a look around and says, uh, Guess they all have to do. All right. Uh, dill, Ginger, mut Nutmeg, get your stuff together. We're about to head out. I'll push something off a shelf for good measure. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, the kitchen is a place that you frequent often, Plug. Uh, it is a place, it is a, it is a frequent stop in your routine. 
Um, you are gracious enough to try on many occasions uh, whatever new dish uh, Finbar is cooking up. Uh, it seems he doesn't seem very confident in his work, however, because every time that you try and taste it, you know, for, for his sake, he seems to shoo you away. He seems to be kind of embarrassed by his work. It's weird. I don't know. But what can you do? You can't instill confidence in others. You can only show uh, others the confidence that you yourself exude mm. and hope that a little bit rubs off on everyone else. Straighten um, my little bandana a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, drone watches all the cleaning going up and then watches uh, plug like give an order and all the pixies like start to muster up uh, and drone will turn towards Sunny and say, I had no idea that the inhabitants of the ship were so militant. If I had any emotions of my own, I would feel relief. Yeah, yeah, I knew this was happening totally, for sure, the whole time. I pay a lot of attention to stuff. <laughs> Drone begins to feel suspicious and then realizes that's not his place and stops. <laughs> if I had emotions, smacking my emotions down with a stick. <laughs> oh yeah, Maxim built this one for sure. <laughs> All right. Plug, uh, your posse assembled, it is now time for you to make your rounds, so mm. I will summarize this in a, a check, basically. Can I have everyone make a quick check? So, roll so a is D10. that rolling a d10 plus? Mm -hmm. Yep, plus the modifier that's next to your ability. Okay. You will be very proud. I am quite quick. I will say this is a standard um, check, and so a 6 and above will succeed, uh, and a 5 and under will uh, succeed not as well. Softball on this one. Captain got an eight. eight. Hey, seven. Uh, John got an eight as well. Okay, so everyone, everyone succeeds. Uh, you all are fairly familiar with the ship at this point, and so you actually find plug that it is pretty uh, easy to die uh, to to basically divide the power and divide the ship into segments in which everyone can inspect. Um, Sunny. Uh, you are tasked with inspecting the deck, uh, and, and Drone follows you as well as he checks uh, first Virla's room and then uh, the two rooms that are atop the deck, uh, one currently occupied with uh, a terrarium, a, a garden of sorts, uh, sort of bathed in a very warm uh, red glow. Uh, the other one, Drone, you sort of squeeze under the doorway uh, and you find yourself in a pretty dark room there is like this gold thing in the middle. You don't know what it does, uh, but it is mechanical like you. Uh, and you can see that, uh, you can see areas where there are notches uh, kind of in a circuit-like pattern um, or in notches that also like have arcane runes. And uh, you see sort of like a, a, a pile of, of like this shiny golden yarn or whatever. Uh, you don't know what to make of it. Uh, but it doesn't seem, uh, Finbar, they're not Finbar, gosh. Uh, mm -hmm. Pixies, you observe the kitchen as, as well as going into Finbar's room and plug you, uh, take a sweep of the engine, uh, of the engine room. Uh, everyone tasked with basically keeping an eye out for anything hinky, anything that might seem awry. Uh, for most everyone, everything seems to be in tip top shape. Plug. As you approach the engine room, you start to hear uh, a sort of like <laughs> sound of like someone unscrewing something that hasn't necessarily been unscrewed in a while, uh, coupled with a very um, 
like slow scraping sound of like metal on metal. Like, this does not sound like my beloved Danny. I will use one of the trap doors through the kitchen to sneak into one of the more crowded shelves in the engine room to perceive as sneakily as possible. <gasps> All right. Um, can I have you then make a sly check? Yes, you can. Ooh. Cats are good at this. Eight. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, I set it as a, I set it as a challenging uh, DC because, um, well, for reasons that I'll reveal later. But uh, you you uh, proceed unnoticed. You find yourself, uh, you find yourself in sort of one of the in in, in an area atop the engine rooms that are allowing you a bird's eye view. Um, you take a sweep of the place. You're you're facing the wall that's adjacent to the kitchen, um, and so you're facing kind of the back. What would be the back of the ship? And so the large boiler-like contraption, which everyone here at this point knows is the motor force generator, is on the left side. And on the right side, you see Danny. Not really. She she has since stopped playing Lucky Bolt, um, <laughs> and you can see that she's now uh, you know sketching something on on her work table, seemingly sort of engrossed in her work and not seeing at the motor force generator. A valve, a sort of red valve, unscrew and pop itself off. Um, you're kind of the the your view is a little bit obscured just by uh, the piping that's sort of in the way, but you saw sort of a red tendril-like thing, sort of grab at it and pull it away. And in addition, you now hear uh, this the scraping metal on metal sound sort of increase and fade away from you. Uh, and in addition, you can also hear a more, a more subtler sound. It's gooey, is really how I can describe it. And I'm not very good with gooey sounds, and I don't think you want to hear gooey sounds, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to do it. Though. Um, we can add them in post. No, we're not going to do that, though. But you can hear both, you can hear both um, sort of recede in the way that you came. They seem to be, they seem to be going through another one of the trap doors that leads into the engine room. You had sort of found yourself more on the top. They're kind of going through the bottom. Well, I must, of course, give chase, but first I want to alert uh, my Danny to the issue with the engine, so I will uh, first knock something off of a shelf to gain her uh, attention. Danny! Danny! I will shout, uh, which I assume comes out in a series of bajoops. <laughs> R2 noises. Yeah. Um you see like a you see like a tin can that's filled with like monkey wrenches and stuff and you just kind of like bat it over. <laughs> it's the loudest see... thing I can think of. <laughs> yeah, you see it you see it cascade. Let's make it worse. You see it cascade down like a series of pipes and so it makes a bit of like, you know, a continued very loud mechanical uh noise. Uh Danny sort of with a startle uh sort of turns up uh back towards the source of the noise and up at you and said, Plug, don't don't do that! Come on! Back arched haunches ready. I will leap towards the pipe where the valve has just been unscrewed in order to draw yeah, her so eye. Yeah, the, so the valve, the valve is connected to the motive force generator and it is at the bottom. So Got you it. would essentially be jumping from like a top shelf kind of now more towards the bottom. Yes, I would like to do um, that. Yeah, so you now with a better view, kind of now looking at the wall that you were just at, but downwards more, um, you see receding into the trap door uh, this red sort of blobby, not substance, because it seems to be moving of its own accord. But you can see that in its grasp, it has the valve. Um, 
And a little bit further on, but now a little bit too far away for you to detect, um, is another being. It seems to be um, five-legged, uh, oddly enough, but like it has three legs on one side and two on the other, so it has a very lopsided appearance. And this lopsided appearance makes for a lopsided gait, which is resulting in that scraping metallic sound that you were hearing. So two figures um, receding away. Uh, one of which has the valve in hand. Well, it only makes sense for me to pursue the valve-carrying one, so if I am confident that Danny's attention has been drawn to the floor where the area of uh, attention is required, I will pursue down the hatch. Are you going to call out, say something, or... Split the uh, party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, knowing that the pixies are in the kitchen, uh, Plug will shout... Old Bay, ready your men, the hunt is on! <laughs> and jump into the pipe. All right, uh, Old Bay, and I'll say at the po at this point, the, the other two of you, uh, Sunny and Drone, have reconvened with Old Bay and the rest of the Pixies at this point. So all of you here across, uh, through the wall, um, uh, from the engine room to the kitchen, you hear Plug cry out, unfortunately. <gasps> that does mean that, unfortunately, the two figures mm. who seem to be absconding with this valve also hear you as well. And you see the red blob uh, sort of ripple as if it was sort of excited by, like sort of jostled by something uh, and drop the valve and then scurry away a bit faster. Um, I I suspect all of you sort of go in and join. Convene, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you all find yourselves at the uh, sort of the entrance of this hatch going in, you know, or maybe you, know, you don't all know, but Plug definitely knows that uh, a more recent modification of the ship was the installation of what you can only describe as a labyrinth, basically. <laughs> um, a maze-like series of, 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 of connections and, uh, and, and corridors that uh, allows for transport between two places on the ship that would otherwise be pretty difficult to get to. So like in a rather quick amount of time, you can get from like the cargo deck, which is below, um, to like above deck, essentially. And it seems as though this network of systems is where uh, these two figures are sort of running away from. Uh, you all, I guess, in your uh, fervor, attempt to go uh, pursue when a number of things happen. Uh, you hear over sort of an intercom-like system, which is the sending stone, the sending stone system that Danny had installed. Um, an announcement from the pilot. Uh, ah. We are approaching the location. Please stow all tray tables. <laughs> um, and then a number of things happen, some of which familiar, others not so. You feel the familiar feeling of the ship tipping over and then a feeling of weightlessness as the ship kind of goes vertical. You know this as the descent uh, from the Astral Sea into one of the colored pools into uh, another plane of existence. What is then unfamiliar is the following. You hear a loud crashing noise, uh, what can only like be described as like glass or something, a very faint, ah! Uh, and then the ship continues to fall vertically. Oh no. And you are essentially finding yourself in freefall. Uh, What's this? Everyone, I think, ex 
Let's do that. Uh, let's make it another quick okay. check, essentially. Does the wasp will be who flies have to make this check? I would have well, to say that the three of four of us that can fly. Uh... Yeah, most everyone, I'll say that everyone except Plug can do so with advantage. Oh. So you can okay. roll it again. Tyranny. All right. Nine. Jail for noir. Okay. Jail for 10,000 years. <laughs> I'm so glad. I was wondering when exactly this was happening. And I like that we have it down to the exact round that this <laughs> happened. Uh, that is an 11. Oh, nice. That's an 11 as well for pixies. A natural 10 for a total of 12. Ooh. Amazing. Ooh, Everyone. like tread. Everyone is able to successfully, as uh, the ship goes into free fall, find, purchase, um, plug. Mm. This valve has been undisturbed for your entire tenure on the Paraspora. And now the moment that it is removed, something weird is happening. This needs to be rectified immediately. This uh, is unacceptable. We are putting everyone at the ship on risk, but these mechanical systems are so finely tuned by the smartest artificer I have ever known and had the pleasure of being created by after them. <laughs> All right. Uh, is this a well, new order? Wait, it dropped the valve, right? Yeah, they dropped the valve. Oh. And so it's at the, if you can sort of see it as the gotcha. mouth, at the mouth of the, um, of the trap. You have the correct intuition that eventually you should- At the mouth of the should, what? <laughs> at the mouth of the trap door? What did I say? Trap door. You said trap. <laughs> oh, no. I was already planning on charging in blindly, but now I'm extra planning on doing that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you have you have good intuition that eventually you will have to go and pursue them, but right now, priorities first. You should probably fix the ship plug and the rest of you as well. So hmm. we will enter effectively what is a sort of skill <laughs> challenge. if. Anyone has, I, so I will say this, the tasks that you need to accomplish are, um, as the ship is going into free fall, the valve is slowly starting to kind of get, escape your reach. And so one of which would have to be acquiring the valve. The other would then be making sure that the valve gets to where it needs to be. Um, correct, like what I mean to say is like correctly identifying where on the mode of force generator um, uh, it needs to be. And then uh, finally, affixing the valve back onto the mode of force generator. And so uh, uh, if anyone has anything that they would like to offer as far as who would want to try and accomplish, which I will say for the sake of things that maybe, you know, one person doesn't do everything, you know? <laughs> so. I'm gonna use all my powers and then dip. <laughs> yeah. I will quickly look the plug and say, orders. Yes, of course. Bugman. Retrieve the valve. Understood. I will use uh, I will what use is he a man? wizard digits. Mm. <laughs> okay. Just a bug. Light, <laughs> light telekinesis with limited fine control. I will brace myself. My antennas go straight, and I will like <laughs> use a like a light electromagnetic pull to That's grab so the valve and bring it back so it stops falling away from us. Amazing. Yeah. I will. I will. I will basically treat. If you utilize spells, you can always, you know, try an ability check. You can always try to mm -hmm. do something, and then that would be, you know, done by an ability check as well. I was given a command. I will not fail. If you decide to use one of your spells, that is considered basically a success. So, yes, um, normally as the ship goes and enters free fall, uh, that valve would have fallen uh, further and further uh, down into the trap door, into this into this corridor. However, thanks to the quick thinking of Drone, um, uh, you see that while you all are, well, most all, while 
uh, drone Sunny and the Pixies are hovering in place. Plug sort of like finding purchase on all like, four Pauls are wall. in different corners of the vent. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Some are glowing it. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, you see that the um, the the valve is staying in its place. All right. So uh, okay, I guess from the way that it's been described, Plug, you are at the mouth of the of the hatch. Uh, uh, and so we now find ourselves, I didn't intend this, but I'm rolling with it. We find ourselves in a Mission Impossible situation. Right? Yes. <laughs> Where you can essentially treat this hatch, this corridor is vertical, and Plug has a paw in every corner, and at the very, and not at the bottom, but suspended in air is the valve. Um, this is task completed to satisfaction. Please, uh... My good bugman, take the valve out of this hatch to the entrance from which we entered. Understood. And I will just, yeah, I have light telekinesis. I'll just bring it up to us. I will say it does, I think it does specify fine motor control or limited motor control, limited fine motor control. This is um, true. I will, I will say then, just for the sake of making things maybe a little bit interesting, <laughs> um, to make a, uh, let's do another, let's do another quick check. Because quick. quick seems to be associated with, you know, like dexterity. It dexterity, seems. yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll be quick. I'll be quick as hell. I'll be, that is a total of six. Okay, excellent. It's just a standard thing. And so uh, you see drone expertly maneuver the valve um, sort of in between, like under your armpit, in between your, <laughs> your, your arm and your leg and your torso. Um, and it sort of rises above you. You kind of crane your neck backwards, plug, and you can see now that it has risen and it is, um, you know, now on the same level as the motive force generator. Excellent. One task completed. Uh, if now it were to derive joy from doing um, something, can would be the in this. pixies, um, who are like they kind of linked arms in a giant circle as they're like floating in the air. <laughs> um, style. Can they sort of float over and try to screw the valve back on? That would be a great thing to do. You need to first identify where the okay. valve goes. I recall watching the valve be unscrewed in the first place. If I were to resume my previous position, could I perhaps guide the pixies in this attempt? <laughs> sure. I'd um, like to scoot up this... the thing. <laughs> I assume it's a check. <laughs> Yeah, let's make it another quick check yeah. so that you don't fall. Eight. Excellent. All right. Yeah, uh, a, a kind Oof. of challenging encounter, but you're able to succeed mm -hmm. nonetheless. Uh, you shimmy yourself up the hatch and then very carefully reorient yourself so that now you are facing back into the like engine Like a gyroscope room. around um, the middle and the paws just like all circle around. <laughs> I can't even visualize that, but I'm going to take you at your word. Uh, oh, I can, so and it's weird. <laughs> but now, with a with a better uh, with a better sort of viewpoint, you are now able to identify sort of the 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 bare threading and pipe, uh, and indeed, sort of like you can see like steam. No, that's not how valves work. <laughs> Never mind. Um, uh, you see like the bare threading where the valve used to go, um, and so you are able to redirect the pixies as to where it should go. Uh, pixies then. Can I have you do another quick okay. check? <laughs> uh, really doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. This one. Uh, that's a nine. But that's okay. Excellent. Ooh. All right. You guys have worked as a team your entire life <laughs> for as long as you've basically, you know, had the will to live, wasp. been willed into live. You you know, um, you've worked well as a team, 
both, you know, as your own unit and then with Finbar as well. Uh, and so with no trouble at all, you all are able to coordinate in a, in a very elegant, synchronized swimming fashion. Uh, everyone to sort of attach the valve onto the thread, rotate it, um, uh, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, right, righty-tighty, yeah. um, um, and successfully affix the valve onto the, the mode of force uh, generator. Yeah, um, Ginger um, and Pepper are kind of like the muscle in the Pixies. Um, Ginger has this like okay. leather jacket, fingerless gloves, um, and uh, Dill has uh, goggles on her head and um, grease awesome. all over her body. And they, they both uh, spin their hands and give it a nice little uh, turn as it- Amazing. Pops right back into place. All right, awesome. All right, you think that might have worked and indeed, you uh, find the ship sort of begin to right itself uh, and then reach a sort of equilibrium. Uh, in that interim, uh, a, a couple things have happened, basically. Um, Danny, the one that you most notice is Danny, as she flies up and hits the roof of the engine room. Um, My and Danny. then reload this twice. <laughs> and then when the time, by the time that uh, the ship rights itself, uh, you see her fall right onto the motive force generator. No! Um, <laughs> you see that with a bit of a, uh, apprehension, you see that the motive force generator uh, glows, 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 and then sort of uh, bursts out uh, the overload of arcane energy, seemingly having triggered this lucky bolt this time. Uh, you brace yourself for the worst that could happen, but you all seem to be uh, coated with this uh, glittering sort of shimmering shield effect, mm. but otherwise you seem okay, which is very lucky. Can I um, run over to Danny on the floor and just lick anywhere where she impacted the floor? <laughs> yeah, um, you can see that she, you can see that there's like a, a dark blue spot on her forehead, which is Leo. sort of like a, a bruise that has sort of Leo. appeared and is like, ah, oh, you know, thanks. Lick but sounds. what the fuck was that? Uh, you see Finbar then enter the room. Uh, <laughs> He says, uh, Danny, you good? Everything all right? <laughs> and you see Danny then get up. I'm fine! And she pulls out uh, one of her sending stones, which she uses to communicate with the rest of the ship. Virla, what the fuck, man? You hear uh, a response that isn't Virla, but rather Kiana. Uh, Virla's not in right now. What do you mean Virla's not in right now? Virla went through the bubble. Through the bubble? Uh, you have no, this seems pretty serious. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, Anyway, uh, before you guys are even able to sort of get your bearings, uh, you hear, not through the Sending Stone, but uh, kind of faintly on the ship, I hear you, buddy! And then you feel <laughs> yourselves all sort of flattened to the ground as you all begin rising rapidly. Uh, there's an abrupt stop as you guys, uh, there's an abrupt stop as you guys sort of like stop basically as you come to equilibrium and then bam! The whole ship rocks as you feel something crash into the deck of the ship. Um, you hear uh, on the intercom again, Danny, I found him. <laughs> what do you mean you found him? Finbar, can you get on tech like now, please? And then Finbar says, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And you see uh, then Finbar and Danny uh, exit the engine room. Uh, Danny sort of gives you plug a pat on the, on the head before rushing up to the top of the deck. Congratulations, guys! You guys successfully saved the ship! <laughs> Amazing! 
I think Sonny is having really, really weird double vision from his always-on sort of telepathic link with Kiana, who actually knows yeah. what actually just happened. <laughs> yes. Um, whether you are brave enough to announce what has actually happened, that's up to you. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, right. it's very important to plug that we just saved the ship, I think. <laughs> Excellent Drawing work. Drawing will model the pixies. I approve of the teamwork, though not necessarily the unique visual signifiers of identity. <laughs> Every time Austin Damn. plays the most pathetic character known to man, it's great. <laughs> I love playing just a sad dude. <laughs> Our work is uh, not done, although I commend everyone on the swift action. We must oh, yeah. pursue the cause of this strange happenstance that would threaten our ship, so... Ope kind of stands up. The thing in the tubes. Cracks his back and says, well, we better go catch up to him. Sonny, why do you look so frightened? You must master your no, fear. No, no, nothing. Everything's cool. I think, like, I'm getting, like, the background radiation of Kiana being like, how screwed are we from the Lady of Pain? And Sonny's like, I don't know what a Lady of Pain is, but it sounds bad, and I hope it's not in the ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sonny, you have a very weird foreboding feeling, and you don't know where it's necessarily coming from, but you know that it's not good. Captain, um, I'm sensing hostility. <laughs> you do know that something has impacted the deck of your ship. And so far, you know, thinking about priorities that you got to put in order, there is this, you know, collection of bad guys that seem to have escaped into the corridors. But at the same time, there seems to be something that Danny uh, is, Danny herself is concerned with. And you think that if Danny's concerned about it, then it's probably something serious. So, yeah. Um, I will say that in the time being, you guys uh, instead join uh, Danny and Finbar and Kiana at the deck of the ship, mm -hmm. where uh, <laughs> you, you arrive just in time to hear Danny say, My ship! <laughs> um, as indeed a large crater is formed on the deck of the ship, and in the middle of it is Virla, oddly enough. It's kind of shaped um, like a guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking back, you see that the back of the glass dome that the helm is within uh, has also shattered. Something something weird has happened here. Boy, uh, that valve was really important, huh? That scoundrel damaging Danny's ship. Hachoo! <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that this scene ends for now, and we will sort of transition... In the interim, uh, there have been, um, <laughs> Virla has come to, Finbar has healed Virla, um, and we all sort of, we reconvene sort of me uh, in the middle of the scene. Uh, everyone is in the kitchen, uh, the main four of the Paraspora, uh, as well as a newcomer. You've only known her for not very long, but she is a very tall uh, being, even taller than Finbar. And she, so she kind of has to like stoop in order to make herself fit into the kitchen. She's blue like Finbar. Um, Austin, am I describing a Mercane correctly? She has like antennas. Uh, yeah. They have like, yeah, I think they have like horns that come off their head and like big white but, hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like protrusions coming out from mm -hmm. like her forehead. And uh, she seems to speak with a very haughty sort of tone. Like, hmm, yes. <laughs> You're less concerned with what's happening more so you can take this opportunity to instead sort of discuss what exactly it is you guys saw and perhaps think of a plan of attack as far mm -hmm. as um, taking them on. 
it seems we have some sort of interloper living in the vents of this ship. I had previously thought those to be the safest location. That's why I've procured the deed to the ship and stored it there. Just in, just in case, of course, of any incidents of this nature. But obviously now there are a few priorities we must discuss. Namely, how do we catch such a creature as lives amongst our very walls? I mean, shouldn't we just go in after them? Shouldn't we exterminate rather than catch an intruder into our own hive? I'm sorry, that was out of line. I apologize. <laughs> no, I think we're all kind of on the same page on that yeah, one. It seems like uh, there's a couple of rotten eggs below deck. Very well. Then it seems we have little choice but to begin pursuit. I would propose that we start such action from the point at which we first saw them. Uh, the engine room, perhaps. Um, as you guys sort of conclude this conversation, plug and sort of the niggling back of your mind, you sort of have this feeling of this thought of, yes, obviously, this, the, the, the correct and just uh, response is to pursue these um, hijackers of our ship. Uh, but it is also concerning that you keep a pretty tight ship, so to speak, and you're, you're kind of kicking yourself that such, um, you know, such a thing has been able to let itself get in. Um, under your eyes and you're trying to sort of think because you've you know caught like mice and shit in the <laughs> they never stood in a the, chance in, in the ship <laughs> and you know successfully rid the ship of those plagues but this might be something more uh for it to sort of escape your eyes if there was if only there was a being who was more experienced as far as encountering um, such beings and such beasts, someone that you could maybe ask and uh, heed the advice of. And at that moment, you hear a large thunk on the side of the ship. Um, looking towards one of the portholes, you see the glowing red <laughs> eye of a familiar uh, spider-like retriever. Ah! And you hear and you hear Kiana say, Crescent is here! Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems as um, though, uh, not everyone, I don't believe Sunny is, but, and nor, nor is Drone, but everyone else is familiar with uh, Cressida, the bounty hunter who had kidnapped Kiana turned ally. Um, but more importantly, uh, Lula, uh, uh, the, the, the spider-like retriever who uh, is the sole person responsible of making sure Cressida gets to wherever it is she needs to go. Oh, she's so um, cool. An arachnid assaults us. Queen Plug, would you like me to terminate with extreme oh, prejudice? Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Kiana Bug, likes her. Take a chili pill. We're gonna. It's a friend. Bugman, it is acceptable at this time to hold the fort, and you need not go on the attack. I live to serve. <laughs> uh, you see. Can't take this you see the rest. <laughs> you see the rest of the crew sort of uh, back up, and sort of exit the table, they make their way out of the kitchen, and they seem to be going topside, uh, seemingly to meet Cressida and Lula. And Lula. Um, Lula, you know, is a pretty experienced and well-traveled bounty hunter. Uh, she has had her fair uh, share of scraps with monsters of all sorts. Do you think that she's a good resource as any to maybe try and figure out who the heck is going on here? What the heck is going on here? And so um, I would say that you guys follow, follow yeah, the rest yeah. of the group topside. 
You are joined by two new faces. One of, well, no, two faces. One of which is Cressida and Lula. The other is another Mecha Knight, uh, much like Virla. Um, however, like his torso and his chest is oddly like hollow. Um, and you can kind of see what looks to be like another face kind of facing backwards. Um, uh, currently, he seems to be rather calm and even rather uh, sort of amenable in contrib and contributing to the conversation. But uh, you guys aren't concerned with him. You guys are more concerned with Lula. And so you approach. Lula. Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's been too, it's been too long. How, are, how have you been? It is indeed good to see that you are well. We've been fine. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. You're so shiny. Ah, yes, this is the oh, hello. latest member of our uh, crew. <laughs> Don't scream. Sunny. <laughs> Hi, Sunny. Hello. It's nice to meet you. Hello, oh, wait. it's nice to meet you too. Uh... The, your greetings are momentarily interrupted as Kiana sort of scratches under, uh, scratches uh, Lula kind of around, uh, like in the head around one of the eyes, and you can hear like a very satisfactory sort of tap, 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 tapping sound uh, as Lula seems to sort of enjoy that. She loves uh, and then you so also, much. Um, you, you then get a very much closer look as Kiana picks you up and just kind of holds you in front of, of Lula. Oh. oh! Hello again! Where, hello! <laughs> Uh, it's nice to meet you. I don't think I'm familiar with you as well. And uh, you can see that she turns to the other uh, kindred mechanical spirit. Uh, hi, I'm Lula. What's what's your name? Drone, uh, looking, that's at, you. looking at drone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like for the second time panicking with the like crisis <laughs> of identity. <laughs> that's drone. I am referred to for ease as drone. Do not mistake this as a name. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, nice to meet you. Drone, not a name. And, uh... I will determine Pixie. if it's nice to meet you after being told by Queen Plug. <laughs> Plug is a dude. I feel like I should... <laughs> yeah, you're the queen of the hive. Queen is gender neutral. <laughs> Accurate. Queen is gender neutral here. You're the queen of the hive. Uh, Pixies, nice to see you all again. Nice to know that you're all in... in uh, you know, they all spirits. clamor around her legs, toss little pixie dust. Um, uh, old bases, comrade. Yeah, you can see that she sort of gives a nod. Well, you guys okay? Uh, you guys made quite an entrance, I gotta say. Um, falling and then rising, and then Verla falling again. It was pr it was pretty wild. Um, a lot of the enforcers are sort of uh, looking and stuff. That is troubling to hear that we have attracted such attention. It's best often in this case for ships of this size and this particular business to remain under the radar of authorities. We saw such in our journey to that place with the weird ball in the sky where sometimes it was dark and sometimes it was not. Sunny, what would you call that? <gasps> what? <laughs> you got to see a ball in the sky? <laughs> but... Wait, you did the, the ball go up and down? This is very important. It just rotated around in a circle. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're talking about the sun? <gasps> Have you seen it? No, this was very different from well, the sun. Oh. I don't know if Have they call it the sun. I, I've seen a lot of different suns. I've seen one that kind of works in the way that Dan, uh, Danny, that Plug just described it. Uh, but the oh. one, 
but the one that I'm uh, more familiar with is, uh, well, I'm not familiar with it necessarily. I've been underground a lot, but the plane where I used to reside on uh, is the one that kind of goes up and down and has, you know, light and dark. Uh, yeah, Kiana's been telling me about it. I really want to see it sometime, but we're really busy, so. What are you busy with? We are attempting to find some interlopers who may have caused the issues when we first entered the city. It is of utmost importance that we drive any intruders out of our ship, you understand. Oh, interlopers. Yeah, that seems pretty serious. Mm. Uh, do you, I mean, have you caught them yet? Do you know, uh, what's up? <laughs> Queen Plug, I suspect this Lula is trying to undermine your authority. <laughs> I would be remiss not to point this out in your own protection. No, she's cool. She's so cool. I appreciate your Buzz looking well, out sorry, for me, I... Drone, but uh, for the time being, I think it is best that we place our trust in Lula, as you are a eminent expert on some threats that we may not be familiar with. Uh, have you ever encountered a red blob with, like, five legs that might run through some vents or whatnot? <laughs> it looked kind of bug-like. Red blob. Oh, I mean, well, there were the, uh, well, I'm, I'm a bug. I don't have five legs. You're not talking about me, though, I don't think. No, no, no. you're great. This was a lot smaller and grosser. You're not oh, gross I mean, at all. It's, it's gross. They were gross, <laughs> but you're not. Okay. Well, well, there, well, there were those, there were those weird bug things that was at like the triangly thingy that we all went to. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I recall yes. I was uh, on board the ship attending to its safety. Well, the, the, they, they were on the ship. They were trying to get to, well, they were trying to get to the ship. I'm pretty sure. Um, did uh, I exist cast... yet when this happened? No, Sonny did not. Sonny is not. <laughs> okay. And neither is Drone for that matter. <laughs> um, but I, you, you cast your mind back and you realize that you're referring to a mission that you had went on both uh, the crew of the Parasparo, Sands, Drone, and Sonny. Uh, plus Cressida and Lula, you guys went to a location out in the Astral Sea where you saw this pyramid-type structure. And Plug was staying on top of the ship and observing that it happened, but, you know, these fucking idiots, they got outside, and the moment they stepped on, like, a bunch of, like, these weird spider creatures immediately started downpouring and trying to attack the ship. Like, come on, amateur hour over here. Anyway, uh, you realize that that's what she's talking about. You don't know the name for them, but they're kind of like... Gear like arachnids. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that they match the description of the creature I, I only saw a glimpse of earlier. It was red and blob-like, kind of like when you uh, cough up a bunch of wires or something. Oh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know that there are some creatures that sort of uh, can sort of change their form to look like other creatures. Not like, um, not like through magic or anything. Although maybe it is magic, but like their entire form is all blobby and gooey. Um, they're red and they usually prey on, you know, people. Oh, and... oh, the, the oh thing. wait a minute. There's that, I'm remembering something. What is it, Sonny? There was the big Sonny, red you... blobby thing. Sonny, you do cast your mind back to your most recent adventure, actually. Yeah. Uh, you found yourselves in a world of not no orbs, unfortunately, but a bunch of cubes. No. A lot of cubes. Um, the cubes were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys had stationed yourself uh, on one cube, and you know you had let the and, and 
you had seemingly the Parasper was hovering a safe distance away, uh, but you had let the rope down uh, so that everyone can descend properly. And from what you can see, Plug, and what you could sense, Sunny, um, there was a a skirmish on on the surface of one of those cubes involving you know the the crew and this red blobby like object that Lula seems to be referring to although on a much much larger scale this is <laughs> definitely not um of the same size um but it does seem to match the description of 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 what you saw at the very least oh those guys are dangerous um you know like they can if they get too big then they'll kind of like spit out a little one of them and then that little one of them will grow and grow and grow until it becomes another big one. Oh no and if that one gets too big it'll spit off another little one <gasps> and then that'll grow and grow and grow and then when that one gets bent and then, <laughs> oh no this this does not sound good we better we better hurry up and catch it this oh my god no yeah. this demands to be taken care of with utmost speed Yeah, I I would be careful. Cuz you know, you could it could be anything, you know. Yeah, especially if it seems to be sentient enough to be walking around and it seems to be doing something, I don't know. But um I guess wherever you decide to go take it on, I'd just be careful of who you run into there. Oh no. But that's kind of all that I have. Uh and then you see uh, Lula's attention is sort of uh, diverted by Cressida, who seems to be going off, sort of separating from the rest of the group, along with the other Mechanite with the other head in his chest. Um, oh, uh, I have to go, you guys. I'm really sorry, but it was so, so great catching up with you all. And I hope that we get to sort of talk to each other more uh, soon, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, it was nice meeting you for the first time, Sonny, and oh, and you. you too, Drone. Uh, you, are, you are not an individual. Yeah. 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 And I. Yeah. I, I hope I'm not forgetting it. <laughs> I I hope that that I hope not I hope that that gives you, not joy, but the emotionally devoid version of joy. Yeah. I turned to plug. This Lula plays in vagities and uh, <laughs> plays in vagueness and niceties. I suspect that perhaps she withholds information to plot our downfall. No, she's great. Bye, Lula. Have fun. I believe that believe does not for you to decide. <laughs> this Lula is making her exit. Perhaps we shall allow one danger to leave our ships so that we may focus our attention on the more pressing issue. You see that Lula then uh, rejoins Cressida and Haleven. Uh, and you can see that Lula gives a little like wave with one of her legs oh. before the three of them vanish uh, off to their next location, presumably. Okay. Crew of the Paraspora. You uh, you now have your quarry and a more uh, robust idea of who your targets are. Mm. Um, I think this might be a good place then to take a break, as when we resume, we will then delve into the labyrinthine corridors of the Paraspora oh. to seek out and destroy this latest threat. Yes. Uh, if that is what Plug wants. <laughs> See you guys. Rolling with Difficulty. Hi, I'm Austin, and thank you for listening to Rolling with Difficulty. We've been thrilled to have you tagging along for the adventures of the Paraspora. 
Rolling With Difficulty recently launched a new way to support the podcast, our Patreon. In addition to helping make this program possible, patrons get access to all sorts of bonus content directly from myself and from the rest of the cast, so save those wish rings for later. Rewards include monthly Discord hangouts, additional character and NPC info, bonus stories from the Planescape, art sheets, and more. Right now, new patrons will even have access to our special launch bonus, the playtest for the College of Feasts Bard subclass, inspired by our very own Elise. Check out the link in the description below to browse these and all the benefits awaiting patrons, and thank you to everyone for supporting Rolling With Difficulty. We'll see you out there on the Astral Sea. Rolling With Difficulty. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so last we had left off, uh, Plug and uh, his new posse of protectors uh, had discovered their latest threat to the Paraspora. Um, what seems to be a tiny uh, oblex spawn and a clockwork horror of some kind. Um, what purposes they're trying to accomplish on the Prosper is currently unknown, but you can't assume that it's very good. With enough uh, information garnered with the thanks of Lula and having, and assuming that everyone has taken their own personal time to you know, center themselves and get into the right mindset and mind space to be able to, you know, attack such a creature. You all reconvene at the engine room, uh, back down, looking into the hatch that um, you had been looking in right before the ship had gone uh, tits up, basically. <laughs> right, well, this mission, men, may very well be dangerous. We may encounter... <laughs> Unforeseen difficulties, even though this is our home turf. I ask you to remain stalwart and remember why we are doing this. For our crew. They are incapable of keeping this ship safe without our help. And for that reason, we must be vigilant and we must be brave. Who's with me? Yeah. Pixie's all uh, holding up uh, plastic utensils. Yes. As you command. <laughs> plastic no cannon to the planescape. <laughs> no cannon. It comes from the plastic dimension. It's totally eco-friendly mm-hmm. in the long run. It's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. It's eco-friendly? So, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> eco? <laughs> we all, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to derail the podcast over this. <laughs> eco? I thought, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Was it my pronunciation that's that's through you? <laughs> yeah, it's weird when it's aimed at someone else, isn't it? I'm used to Sophia being the butt of it, and so there's a very quick and immediate response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway. one you off the hook. It I'll just sounds better if it if the e sound and it rhymes with the e in friendly, echo friendly. Oh, it could sound better, but it would sound wrong. <laughs> uh, I will lead anyway. the charge into the vents. <laughs> All right, and with a spirited huzzah from you all, you all proceed forward. So, uh, Plug, you are probably the most familiar with the corridors, but admittedly, you really only have confined your path to maybe like two or three routes. Generally, the entire makeup of this network is more or less unknown to you. Mm. And so I will treat this as a skill challenge, basically. uh, given the given enough successes, you guys will correctly uh, navigate your way through, um, navigate way your your way through the network and uh, towards your ultimate goal. 
um, I guess just to set the scene, uh, the corridors are not, uh, the corridors you find do not just connect room to room. Uh, you find that there are also little crawl spaces um, sort of in between the walls of the ship, in between the floors of the ship, that uh, the, these corridors also have access to um, sort of as you walk, as you begin to sort of walk you, and you pass by them, you see that they are filled with um, various like behind the scenes mechanisms that Danny has installed in order to make the Paraspora work. Yeah. Um, plug, you know from uh, your own, uh, you know that uh, littered throughout the corridors there is litter, essentially. Uh, you know, a, a chicken bone here and there, a uh, maybe a discarded pen that Virla has lost suspiciously. Um, over time, you know, Plug, you've, you've, you know, amassed your own little horde, but it seems as though other pests, at least before you had vanquished them, had also been uh, doing a, a similar practice. And you find that there are, uh, you know, a veritable number of objects that sort of are littered no matter where you walk. Does anyone have something they would like to contribute for this skill challenge? Um, it's not really going to be like a, you know, you can only use one type of um, ability since there are so few abilities. It's not like, you know, we, we can't, it's not like one person can not double up on a quick or something like that. But I will ask that the thing that you do be, you know, unique between each thing, basically. So does anyone have something that they would like to offer? Is there a way to track um, evidence of, uh, I guess, the, the, the red slime or mm -hmm. misplaced nuts and bolts from the other mechanical creature? All right, so the pixies, uh, or are you offering this to the rest of the group? But you, um, you're off, yeah. The yeah. pixies are offering that there's maybe a way to follow the follow the enemies by any residue that they might have left behind. It's a pretty good idea. Um, you can try it certainly if you want, Pixies, or you can, I don't know, seed the floor to someone else to do it. I will um, say that... Hmm? Yeah, I'd like to try. Is there a check I can make? I will say make a clever check. Ah. Clever check. Um, you see out of the crowd of Pixies, um, a really short, very quiet one walks <laughs> up. She has uh, sort of these glasses made out of a paper yes. clip. Um, uh, this is this is Dill. Um, she oh. kind of takes a look around, and um, for clever with a plus one, that's a seven. A seven. Okay. Um, indeed, at least at the very beginning, you are able to see kind of like this thin red veneer of a slimy substance that has coated the bottom uh, and has coated the way. Uh, pretty. Uh, pretty solidly confident that this is this was left by the oblex and so at least for the first leg of your journey you decide to follow that um you see it sort of you see it twist one way and the other past uh some rooms through cor through other corridors um until eventually you do reach a point where the residue has sort of faded enough to where you can no longer track it anymore but you are confident that you have been following the path of the oblex at least oblex at least up until now so i will consider that a success all right. Anyone else? Hmm. I'm more of a follower. 
this is a little outside my wheelhouse. Is it particularly dark in this uh, vent? I would say so. Um, although, I would... Does Sunny have dark vision? I don't have my <laughs> full yeah, character sheet with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Plug's eyes are illuminated. <laughs> and so I might say for the sake of things that, there, that it is providing at least enough light to uh, make sure that you guys don't get lost or run into anything or anything like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. Well, we could try to lure them out. Like, maybe if one of us looks like extra delicious or something. Mm, I guess because... Plug knows there's at least some parts in these vents where I've stored things. Could I maybe, in checking those areas, ensure that they haven't been raided for parts? Sure. Uh, you can definitely check. Uh, I will say that this doesn't really require a check. You are, at, at this point at least, you are familiar with where you would need to go in order to find one of your, your little hidey holes. Um, so you kind of backtrack a little bit and take a left where you last took a right, and you find yourself um, sort of in a space, sort of a narrow space, uh, like series of wooden slats are on either side of you. Um, you seem to be sort of in between the outer hull of the ship and the inner hull, like in the inner wall, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, inside, you can see uh, your, your cache here, mm -hmm. uh, which seems to be, uh, you know, a standard cache that you might leave behind for like a bug out bag or something like that. You know, food that you took and you and you've stored in here, uh, gears and sprockets. You know, in case you gotta like build something. You know, the deed um, to the ship. The deed to the ship is in another crawl space, but interestingly enough, you haven't found it in a while. Um, <laughs> Does it look like any of the uh, gears and sprockets? Sure. Like, if I go through my mental inventory, are they all accounted for? Yeah. Um, Make for me. Yeah, make for me another quick check. Not as good. Five? Okay. Um, you know, I mean, you have so many crawl spaces and you've stored a lot of gears <laughs> no, well, and doodads in each of them. you keep track of all their crawl spaces, I mean, that's what squires are it's for so, and whatnot. <laughs> it's so difficult to, yeah. Um, you do. It does give you sort of the inkling, however, that... Man, if only these things could talk, you know? I mean, I I didn't want to say anything, but um, <laughs> if any of these gears looks particularly interesting, I would like to try and <laughs> cast Speak With Object on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, can, you, can you just read the description out? Yes. As useful as it is. Speak With Object. Objects aren't very interesting, though. That's Fair it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Plug, you get the idea, you, you get sort of this uh, sort of thought of like, ah, if only if like only. the objects that were, like the objects that were in the path that the Oblex took, if only they could talk, then maybe they could tell us where he went, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then Sunny offers that, Sunny, yes. he can. Yeah. So you guys uh, back out of the hidey hole, back onto the main track, and um, Sunny, you sort of zero in on... Uh, like, like a bundle of, of wires, basically. Um, and you cast Speak With Object. Uh, you have spoken with a lot of objects in your in your life. Well, 
really one object. It's not really an object. It's a living you, Kiana. You've spoken it's with Kiana. Ki like, it's Kiana. I've spoken to Kiana. <laughs> yeah, and you think that you know you can telepathically communicate with Kiana. Maybe you can telepathically communicate with these other objects too. So hey, give it sense. a shot. Yeah, it's a little purple. In your mind's like her, so you know. <laughs> To no one sense. else, uh, to, to everyone else, the, the ball of wires sort of remains stationary. But in your mind's eye, Sunny, uh, you see that you sort of concentrate and try and establish a telepathic link, uh, a mind link with this ball of wires. <laughs> and you can see that all of the frayed ends uh, and ends of wires sort of then sort of perk up and sort of come to attention and heat at you as if it was uh, sort of like a bundle of like snakes, I guess, uh, and sort of regard you. Hey. And it seems as though you have their attention. Hello. Hello, little friend. Hello. I I have a question. Yes. Have you seen have you seen anything like little and spooky come through here? That's not that's not him. Different than that guy, but little and spooky? Oh. Oh yes. <gasps> Do you know where they went? Two spookies, as you call them. Two spookies. One mechanical, much like us. Not mechanical. like you. Wow. Yes. And the other one, uh, disgustingly organic, yeah. visceral, one might say. Blobby, that makes sense. So like everyone yes. else is just hearing my half of this. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> like mechanical, yeah, oh, and Blobby, ooh, cool, yeah. <laughs> do you know what where they you, went? What? Yes, do you wish to go after them? Yeah. Yes, please. Oh, you are far braver than I, <gasps> than we. We, we, we dare not leave our post but you must follow our instructions to the letter. Of course. If you wish to make your way through, or else you might you might find yourself lost oh, no. in this winding space, more entangled than we, surely. Impossible. And so, uh, uh, Sonny, you receive uh, a series of instructions. Um, it basically comes in the form of, like, take the next left, yeah. take the next right, keep <laughs> right. going straight, you know? Yes. Um, but very serious instructions. Uh, you, you're maybe given like five or six of these directions before uh, this ball of wires sort of concludes with. Uh, and at that point, I I do not know. The rest is up to you. Thank you, brave soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you see the the wires sort of slump back and resume the position that perhaps it has always assumed. Oh. Um, wow. Back to its lifeless form. I think I know the way. <laughs> Pl right. uh, Sonny with an epiphany uh, confidently then strides uh, down the corridor, making, you know, turns and, and whatnot, and the rest of you <laughs> a bit with a startled sort of Make uh, continue and keep up. Yeah. <laughs> Everything right. mechanical on this ship is so serious. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, a second success. Uh, anything else? I would say one more would do it. Hmm. So where does the how close does the path get us? Do we think, like, um, yeah, uh, you would say so. You started at the engine room, and you would say at this point you've maybe kind of found yourself in maybe like the middle of the ship. Mm. At this point, uh, you also notice that there are times when the, um, when 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 your path sort of dipped a bit. Um, there are times when it rose as well, but. Uh, in general, it seems as though you guys are taking more of a downward trend. Mm. Uh, 
as we are moving through these sections, you say we've like crossed to the other side of the ship. I don't know if there are hatches contained within the um, within the tunnels themselves, but if there are, then I would like to use uh, door magic to seal the path behind us to limit, sort of lock us with this thing on this half of the ship. <laughs> As we like, you know, to try and like narrow down the space so it can't uh, escape. Alien perhaps. style. <laughs> Certainly. Yes. Yeah, I will say that you guys, um, in your travels, sort of happen across a sort of like a wider, larger room. Um, you can see that uh, this room uh, sort of now branches off into like four, uh, into three other intersections, and then sort of peering into peering down sort of the left and right ones they both take um a turn towards the front half of the ship and so this seems to be you it seems as though you've reached a major choke point um as far as uh these corridors go reasons why there seems to only be one uh one route of egress from one end of the ship to the other you're not sure hmm. uh who knows the machinations of the ones who constructed it, was it made by a mad scientist <laughs> yeah I'm still not sure um, how she even got here for most of these. But uh, your entrance into this room was indeed um, uh, not locked, but uh, there's a door. There's a hatch. Uh, and so you guys let yourself in and uh, drone with your quick thinking. Uh, <laughs> don't lock yourselves uh, in with it. Uh, you lock it inside with, them, with, with you. Essentially. Yeah, nailed it. Not, yeah. Not yeah. quick thinking. <laughs> quick serving <laughs> I close the door and then I turn to uh, Queen Polly and say it is as you wish we are contained with it and it shall not escape what? excellent work drone <laughs> okay um, now uh, the the path seems to sort of like narrow slightly it used to, there, there used to be more labyrinthing but now you know there are only three sort of main paths systematically sort of following each path um you can sort of take the time to kind of intuit where you think the the, the oblex and the um what is it <laughs> and the clockwork horror had gone um there are times where you find again the like bits of residue um uh like a a, a red blobby spot here uh a gear that has sort of this, that, that same red corrosive slime on it there. Mm -hmm. And with all of that and the considerably narrow, uh, limited number of corridors now that you have to go through, you are pretty confident that you are, that you are following the path that um, you are on. Uh, that, that they have been on. Uh, you continue downwards and uh your, the corridor leads into yet another room, uh, kind of similar to the one that was in the center of the ship, um, except now that this time uh, it seems to be a sort of cooling chamber, so to speak. You can see uh, there is a considerable gap in, be like, uh, in between your side of the of this room and the others where you can see that now that there is a um you can see the continuance of that path in between the gap and you though uh and buffeting you backwards as you enter 
are uh, three wide uh, propeller-like propellers, essentially, <laughs> rotors that Ooh. are distributing air into the cooling system um, and uh, and distributing it uh, to uh, other smaller pipes along the walls, which you uh, assume to be sort of cooling the um, the pipe network that sort of runs parallel to this. Like an air conditioning um, unit would do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess like air conditioning, but this is more for the the like cooling the pipes mm. rather than uh. like cooling the, the mm-hmm. people. Um, you're pretty confident that they must have gone through here um, because in fact you see that next to you is a sort of electrical panel that has been tampered with. Mm. Um, you, it, It's sort of a metal like breaker box like uh, hatch and it opens up and you, there's a series of switches and levers and gauges um, but they have all been sort of mucked over um, and you see uh, in addition one of the levers has been broken off and from the size of it it looked like a pretty big and important lever it could possibly have been even the one that was used to uh, <laughs> turn off this fan system <gasps> hmm uh, it, you know, it was. Then, then plug. This concerns you because this is you know <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, they they oh, seem to be. On that one. <laughs> they seem to be aware, at least, of that someone could be after them, and so they've taken care to cover their tracks or at least prevent any others from um, reaching them. But again, they're fucking messing with the ship, man. Uh, can't have so that on my this, watch. This, can't have that. Uh, and so I will say then that we enter yet another skill challenge. Yay. Um, as we try and, as, as you try and figure out how to navigate your way across. I will say, Occam's Razor, uh, those who can fly attempt to fly, but yes. uh, cannot uh, successfully sort of navigate their way through the, uh, through the rotors. You guys are just basically like buffeted back, essentially. Uh, Could, I see. Okay. Plug is kind of yes. a big accordion. If we, if someone held half of Plug and then we just sort of launched the other half to make like a bridge of sorts. <laughs> like, for, oh, this, oh, I'm imagining the you mean though. like Slinky Dog trying to catch Woody Buzz and RC at the end of Toy Story. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't there a big fan in between where we are, where we're trying to go? That would like I think cut there's you like up three a lot. But if it's so strong that you can't fly over it, surely it could keep Plug elevated enough. And then maybe it would just block some of the air so you guys could fly over I think the oh, threat um, is more plug getting fucking cut in half, by the way. Yeah. My, my misunderstanding, are there fans we gotta cross over, or are they fans we gotta go through? There are fans you have to cross, so the, the fans are sort of rotating such that the wind is blowing vertically. Uh, okay. Got it, got it. We don't need to fly through the fans. You need to pass uh, over the fans. You, you don't need, yeah, you don't need to fly through the you fans, over but got it. Uh, plug, if you were to try and basically leap the gap, or at least have the front half of you leap the gap, you would find a similar, uh, you would find yourself in a similar situation as the other ones who attempted to just fly through it, in that you would basically just get buffeted back um, mm. and not successfully reach the end. And in fact, there was one uh, scary occasion when uh, you sort of miss the edge and you almost find yourself in the fan if it weren't for your companions quickly Ugh. reeling you back. Okay, so Slinky Dog's out. Um, hmm. 
do not fear death. If we die here, there are many others who shall take up our cause. No. At the very least, what? you cannot. Um, at the very least, you cannot uh, go at it uh, just through the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, you can imagine that at the edges of the um, at the edges of the fan at the walls, they are, you know, less strong. Um, can I but... try to basically climb along the wall? Uh, from like at the edge where the fan is weaker, just sort of get up on the wall and sort of skitter across lizard style. Okay, um, make for me a <laughs> quickest climb. Make for me another quick check. Yes, it's a quick check. Yeah, <laughs> quick, quick, oh, quick. I'm quick. also curious. Ah! Is there a way? Sorry. It's a nine. Nine. Very well. Uh, very good. Uh, Austin, what's up? Adjudicate, please. Adjudicate. Uh, Sunny's. <laughs> oh. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is pretty brave of you, Sonny. Yeah. You know, fair, fairly speaking. <laughs> uh, you you first affix yourself onto the wall. Uh, your your newly grown claws. This is like when we you. were in that volcano. You must have just got them. <laughs> um, and you sort of affix yourself to the wall, basically. You've seen Kiana do something like yeah, this. Yeah, this is a big times. what would Kiana do <laughs> yeah. moment. Oh yeah, walk on the uh, wall. Got it. <laughs> and in a in a in a montage that is reminiscent of Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man as Tobey Maguire <laughs> <laughs> crawls oh, no. yeah, crawls across the wall. Up up and away, web. Boom. You um you are able to make it across the passage. Um leaving pock marks of, you know, perforated metal in your wake, basically. Um, and there are a few scary moments where you felt like you were going to be pulled away um, by a sudden upcurrent. However, um, you are able to successfully make it across. How that was a pretty difficult one, so good on you. How right. strong so that's one, that's one across. are these fans? Could I? The pixies are gathering, looking at their... We can't break them, but if we could stop them temporarily to allow people to cross, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you so, wish for me to stop them? Uh, oh, it, no. If you'd like to help, uh, that'd be great. Uh, I, Sophia says, the player, know exactly I what Austin plug. was thinking, and Plug the Cat would not have that same inclination. <laughs> I worry <laughs> about where this is I going, considering plug. things you just you said. You say, do you want to? I just look to Plug and wait. If you have a, a idea, now is the time to act upon it. Drone. Uh I'm going to, um, uh, Old Bay's gonna whistle us this. All right, Pixies, uh, crab formation. I'm going to use the change form uh, spell that I yeah. have. Um, yeah. And the Pixies all join up together. And from a seemingly impossible space, they pull out uh, a pair of two pairs of tongs and attach it to the <laughs> side of the blob. And they approach the fan. Okay. And yes. attempt to so- jam it. So you have definitely seen Finbar change uh, into into various creatures, <laughs> um, his wild shape ability. The pixies do not have this form, have this ability innately. However, they, as a conglomerate, can combine together to form what is basically a megazord or whatever <laughs> yeah. uh, animal they, they wish. Crab and so a very, a, co- a very coordinated team then uh, <laughs> appears uh, an eight-legged crab with two tongs acting as uh, pincers uh, appears in front of you all and what are you what are you trying to do wally uh, i'm trying to sort of jam 
uh, one of the fans or as many fans as I can so that um, either they can cross or uh, I can help other people cross. Okay. Fans. Yeah. Um, I would say that I would say you have two options. Mm -hmm. So you can try and block one mm -hmm. at an easier difficulty setting, mm -hmm. or try and block two, so like a pincer a piece, mm -hmm. at a harder at a harder difficulty setting. Uh, I've I've got two tongs and a Dixie. pocket full of pixies. Let's go. Uh, we're doing two. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is a more brute. Um, brute thinks we'll have you make a fierce check. All right. Let's do it. Uh, that is a. <laughs> 11. Uh, oh, 11. 11. 11? Yes. Oh. Okay, yeah. Uh, succeeding this very difficult challenge, um, which two do you wish to block? There's the one that's closest to, like, where you guys just entered, and then there's the two that's sort of near the exit. I, I, I would say that you can't, you, you, you're not long enough to reach, like, either end. Right. So it has um, to be two adjacent I'll do the ones. first two so that I could help uh, Drone and uh, Kevin Plug. Uh, across so that they can figure out a way across the third one. Okay, so you guys, uh, the Pixies working as a team, are able to, uh, with great effort, um, use the pincers to block the movement of the the motors. You can the, you can feel the fans sort of fighting against you, mm -hmm. and you can't and there's only so much time that you can be holding this before. Um, you'll be overpowered, but you are able to, at the at the moment, hold the fans in place, and I'll say even have the propellers make a convenient walkway <laughs> uh, um, step, step, step. for drone and plug. Okay, so drone and plug, you guys are now on one of the propellers, uh, and with now just one fan in the way. Um, I will say that uh, for drone, you still can't fly through the uh, through the fan, but with this setup. Plug might be able to toss himself yes. <laughs> over, uh, meet Sunny at the ledge, and then essentially create a bridge. Sunny! I got you, boss! Prepare to catch. I'll right. throw myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Remember, if it comes to it, Sunny, your life is forfeit. <laughs> what? We must protect the queen. Sonny has right. not yet experienced uh, dying and being resummoned, so this is a frightening <laughs> concept for him. Uh, plug if you can make a quick check. Hell yeah. Sonny if you can make a fierce check. A fierce check. Roger that. Uh, that's a this is Plug's ability to make it across <laughs> and Sonny's ability to catch him. Eight? It's only a six. Okay. I would say that it is more difficult to get yourself across <laughs> the thing than it is to catch it. So, um, <laughs> it's a little bit precarious because you're on like a thin rotor blade and there's still like the, the strong torrent of wind going upwards. However, you are successfully able to sort of force your way through uh, and with outstretched paws, meet Sonny's and uh, <laughs> basically with, with the two of you working together, Plug's front paws are clutching the end of the opposite ledge. Uh, and your accordion body sort of extends out uh, to form a, a bridge, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that, at the very least, drone can pass. Um, the pixies need to be staying in their spot in order to keep the motor stationary. Uh -oh. And so I would say that there is still the issue of the pixies being 
on the other side of the of the ledge. How fast do you think I could retract the other side of the accordion? <laughs> oh, 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 interesting. <laughs> like they in just the have map, to grab like on, so you'd have to be pretty grab on, grab quick. On. <laughs> okay, if this is the case, then you. So basically, what you're saying is you want to try and mm-hmm. extend your your back paws to, to yeah. reach the tail, the like the snakes ledge. out a little bit, like. Grab hold, friends! <laughs> we will make right. it through this danger um, together. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's what's happening. Plug does not reach the end of the ledge. Rather, uh, he sort of drapes his legs in between the two propellers such that his legs, his two legs and his tail acting as uh, tethers, or like ropes essentially, on which the pixies would have to hold on to. And what I'm understanding the plan is, is that on some coordinated count, uh, the pixies will let go of the rotors and then grab onto plug and then plug will retract himself. Okay, this is like, this seems like a multi-step. This seems like a multi-step <laughs> thing. So let's okay. let's break okay. it down. Okay. Um, I, actually, it might just be a similar thing. Plug, make a quick check. Pixies, make a fierce check as a crab because you're, you're still a crab for this Correct. scene. Um, and this is, uh, this is the crab's ability, the pixie's ability to hang on. This is Plug's ability to quickly retract his lower half. All right. Come on. I guess I'm just along for the ride. Okay. Yeah. Ten. Nice. Eight. Nine plus one, baby. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you guys are killing it. (laughs) Uh, I'm not even playing. I'm like, all right, it's probably very difficult to... (laughs) To, to reflex your way out mm. it's still challenging to hold on but not as difficult the dcs for that were 10 for very difficult and eight for challenging so you guys <laughs> you guys made it <laughs> um so uh narrow victory with victory in in, in a up like a window shade <laughs> in a second that feels like an hour uh the 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 pixies let go do you keep the tongs or no um don't I'll leave one, I guess. Well, I, I'm trying not to All damage. Right. To, I guess I, I should take them with me. Yeah. Anyway. All right, sure. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So you guys take, so the pixies take the tongs and then grab on either side of, uh, grab uh, either leg with a tong each. And then you see some of the, um, you see some of the pixies, uh, maybe the stronger ones, so ginger, um, grab onto the tail to serve as sort of a more central anchor point in addition to holding onto the tongs. Um, in that same second, uh, Plug retracts his uh, back legs and in one swift motion, Plug the drone, Plug drone and the pixies all catapults Coming away in hot. from roughly the center, the center of the pit um, off to the other ledge where Sunny is awaiting them uh, Was I not already holding the front half of plug? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant. Like, yeah. Okay, so I just get yeah. impacted. Oh <laughs> uh, well, y- yes, you do. Um, it's a giant and pile of rocket stuff. Uh, who's 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 bringing up the rear uh, of your of your formation? It'd be the pixies, pixies then in that quality. case, holding oh, the tail. Yeah. Yeah, but but of the pixies, Ooh. who's bringing up the rear? Oh, who would be in the back? Um, nutmeg. Yeah. Nutmeg. Okay. Uh, yeah. So nutmeg, all nutmeg feels just the slightest like batter of one of her wings, as um 
it, it gets clipped ever so slightly by one of the rotors. However, it remains undamaged. Um, but a very, but very, very close. Any, any slower, and it might have been disastrous for Nutmeg and even possibly more of the Pixies. But Whew. you guys all successfully make it to the other side of the ledge. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> awesome. Okay. So with that, you guys then proceed onward. As far as like a, a sanity check, where is everyone at right now? You know, like plug. This is you, you are familiar with the space, but everyone else here are more, you know, unfamiliar with it. This is an entire layer of the Paraspora that none of you have been really exposed to, and even even plug. Like you haven't really been exposed to for this extent. So, uh, where's everyone's minds at? Where's everyone? How's everyone feeling? <laughs> Well, I'm used to living inside of a stick, and I would die for any cause, so I'm doing A-okay. Drone's good. Drone feels more at home than ever. Drone's just relieved to no longer be burdened with the uh, nightmare that is his own liberty. I feel like Drone Drone is is... one of those little army men from Toy Story. (laughs) Drone is one of those little army men from Toy Story. We're all just playing Toy Story characters, really. Yeah. (laughs) Drone feels more at home here than he has at any other point since leaving the, the staff. Um, what about everyone else? Uh, Plug is single-mindedly dedicated to our cause. Uh, he would do anything to protect Danny and protect the ship. And so as long as they are on a mission for the benefit of the Paraspora, he is stalwart in his continued leadership. And what about the performance of these new recruits? You know, well, you, you took a bit of a chance on them, so to speak, but pleasantly surprised. Them, you know. Drone has proven to be an incredibly <laughs> uh, malleable <laughs> underling. <laughs> Old Bay and the Pixies, of course, plug new already to be quite reliable. And Sunny, though at times perhaps a bit skittish, is coming around to uh, to show some some bravery in moments. That particularly that climb really impressed Plug. And I think it surprised Sunny a little bit as well. Um, it, you seem that it seems as though like an entire new side has emerged um, <laughs> upon entering these. Sunny these is just catacombs. going through Keanu's confidently, whole character arc, but confidently like leading day. the way towards like like on on one leg of the mm-hmm. journey and and. Uh, I, I mean, everything is kind of new and exciting for Sunny. I just feel like Plug is the first adversity that Sunny has ever <laughs> experienced, and that was really throwing him off balance. Like, yeah. oh, you know, the astral sea and spending time with Kiana and seeing the world is great. And then there's this terrifying nightmare cat homunculus back on the <laughs> ship that won't stop licking me. But like now that we're sort of developing a rapport, I think that Sunny's kind of like, okay, now I can stop worrying about that all the time, and now I can do other stuff. Um, nice. So. Everything seems to be going sunny side up. Hey. hey. And the pixies. Uh, they're yeah. used to going on adventures. They're kind of just taking themselves up. Old Bay is um, getting too old for this shit. This I was going to say. Standard. <laughs> yeah. So it seems as though you guys all make a pretty good team. But we continue onwards. Um, a few more corridors here and there. However, none that require any checks of any kind. You're able to, as a team, coordinate and and navigate your way through the corridors, Mm -hmm. Um, each person supporting the other when one might have missed something or, um, or, you know, something similar of that nature. You all, uh, you all emerge from this corridor more, uh, 
what is it? Co cohesive. There it is. Mm -hmm. That's that's the word. And where you emerge from, um, we will get to right now. So <laughs> you guys find yourselves in a hatch that opens downwards, and sort of opening it, but not necessarily going through it. You find yourselves in a dark space, um, mm -hmm. dimly lit by a lantern that hangs on one of the masts. You see a vast warehouse full of crates, barrels, um, spare tarp, rigging. Um, you see that many crates are closed. Some of them are open. Uh, and they house various things. Um, some you see labeled are provisions for food. Others you see weaponry of some kind. You see a uh, box that's sort of scrawled in Danny's handwriting uh, very suspiciously. Uh, bombs, uh, parentheses, rejects. Um, <laughs> Uh, it seems as though this corridor has led you to the cargo deck of the Paraspora. Um, this is at least the site that you can see, at least directly staring, and this is more like in the front half of the ship. Um, you can imagine, you can see that the room sort of extends to the back side of the ship, uh, but you'd have to sort of peek your head out uh, in order to, you know, look more. So a while back, you asked if I had dark vision, so I checked. Yes. I actually yeah. do, and I have blind sight out to 10 feet. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. All right. And advantage on uh, perception checks, but I'm just kind of assuming that that's not <laughs> crossing over. Remind me what blind sight does. Is uh, it just. Blind sight means uh, a can perceive its surroundings without relying on sight within a specific radius. Uh, oh, critters interesting. Without okay. eyes, critters without a location. You have daredevil vision. Yes, I have daredevil vision, but nice. only out to 10 okay. feet. Okay. So, I mean, which is go. huge, because, um, you know, we're only this big. Because yeah. we're yeah. itty-bitty, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, so this is the site that you see from the hatch. You do not see the Oblex or the Clockwork Horror. Um, you might have to, you will most likely have to either drop below or have someone scout it out more clandestinely in order to get a better survey of the room. Uh, and possibly find um, your enemies. Uh, hmm. If no one has any particular ideas, Plug's instinct is to go scout about stealthily. I was going to suggest that I could fly down? Take a look around yeah, that I, way. I, I, yeah, I would say that there's no issue in you guys like getting from the ceiling mm -hmm. down to like the, the main mm -hmm. level of the deck. I guess now it, the, the question and it is more in your approach, basically. You're gonna say yes. something, Wally? So I have the mist spell, um, which mm -hmm. allows me to fill an area with a creepy, obscuring fog for a while. How big yes. is this area, and can we use that as cover um, to potentially get? I, I will, I will say that it is a, a gas that fills the space of the room that it's in. So <laughs> it is, I, I, I can't give mm -hmm. a certain number but you can imagine that the more space that it fills out, the thinner that mm. it will get, okay. basically. Um, you could maybe estimate... Um, you could estimate that, for the purposes of this, you will... You, if you if everyone was sort of, like, prone and crawling, then you guys would be obscured mm. by the mist. However, it does mean that your enemies would 
be aware that there's mist forming. Yeah. And they might True. be alerted by that. Okay. What if we, Mission Impossible style, someone holds Plug's tail, we just drop him down over the top of the room to survey. The one character that can't fly. <laughs> no. Do, you are far too important do, to lose. Do, 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 I should go in your stead. <laughs> I mean, the mechanical wasp is harder to spot than the rest that of us, true. probably. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, is everyone in agreement then? Certainly. I would not stop drone from performing an action that it wishes to take. All right. I do not wish to take any action that you do not wish me to take. I wish for you to do what you think is best in any given situation is in order to protect the ship to the best of your ability. You watch his eyes just like code starts to flash by <laughs> as he's stuck between. Okay, if, <laughs> just, if he's gonna just fucking <laughs> um, Sunny and oh my god, Sunny so, so and I robots where it's like I'm not allowed to harm a human, but he made me promise. You're like yeah. he's like I won't do anything you don't want me to do. And she's like, well, I want you to. He's sorry. He's like, I'll do whatever uh, you do, whatever you think is best. He's just like, I don't know how to compute that. <laughs> okay, well, if he's stuck in a logic loop, I can fly down. <laughs> Yep, uh, so whoever is deciding to swoop down, go ahead and make me a slide check. Mm. My slide is plus zero. Probably My slide is plus two. To not to, I didn't if want to metagame, but like, Plug would be very down to sneak around. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're you know, taking a step back and thinking about the, the everyone's stats. Marching uh, order. I think, uh, yeah, pl Plug and Drone would probably be the best one. Drone also has two. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So... Nice. <laughs> drone comes to, <laughs> drone comes to my desire is to protect the queen of the hive I will sly <laughs> okay alright drone will go ahead uh, sure. Austin if you want to make for me a sly check everyone deserves yes. a chance to sly with any luck I'll <laughs> die valiantly no I got a 10 plus 2 is 12 oh, there you go Why? There you fantastic go. Max critical success invisible. moving too fast to see um alright so like an imperceptible fly on the wall quite literally <laughs> Um, you swoop down and you take your survey of the room. I don't think that mechanical wasps have dark vision, so <laughs> I will say that everything is cast in a sort of dim light. Um, but uh, you are able to get a better survey of the room. So flying around, you see sort of the front half of the ship, which you all were able to see when looking at the looking down the hatch. At the back end of the ship, um, you see basically more of the same. A lot of barrels and crates stacked on top of one another. Um, spare, you know, components and materials that Danny would need to repair the ship. Um, spare uh, it, it closed crates that basically are eight and two seasons worth of, you know, adventures and loot that they got <laughs> and decided to keep for themselves. You see that stashed in the corner, um, kind of at the back of the ship is a very menacing looking motorcycle yeah. uh, with ram's horns, ram's horns for handles and this aggressively violent orb that's like spouting lightning, earth, water, a bunch of various elemental things uh, sort of sloshing around and uh, sort of being very volatile, sort of strapped to the back of the, um, uh, strapped to wherever it is on the, on the, <laughs> on the hell ride. I don't remember where it is actually. Um, I think it goes on the front. <laughs> yeah. There we go then. Yes. Um, looking around more, you try and train 
uh, your hearing to try and listen to any of the familiar sounds that you had heard when uh, you know you guys first discovered them in the first place and you kind of fly around to sort of this rather larger pile of crates and barrels and you can hear growing closer sort of that same squishy jelly sound um, as well as like tiny little like electrical spurts like Um, kind of like the sensation, kind of like the the the, the sound of welding, oh, like essentially. Mm -hmm. No, like tiny, tiny welding. Uh, mm. Getting closer, you see the obelisk. Mm -hmm. um, it has nested itself sort of in this uh, hiding space that it is that it has found, basically constructed from like how the boxes have been stacked up mm -hmm. like it's basically it's like someone had tried to make a box <laughs> basically and they're hiding in it um there's sort of this space in the middle of like four ish boxes and that's where the obelix has seemed to reside in. and you can see that um with it is one of the clockwork horrors um what danny had described as being five feet actually turned out to be four feet and one like buzzsaw like pincer, the other one having been sort of broken off. Um, mm. But you can see that between the two of them, they seem to be taking various stolen mechanical components that, that, that they've taken over some period of time and constructing what looks to be another clockwork horror. <gasps> and with a bit of a shock, looking at sort of this back corner of this refuge area, of this sort of hidey hole area, you find a collection of maybe four or five other clockwork horrors that um, apparently has been constructed in the time between this first clockwork horror finding its way on the ship and now. You realize that this is most likely what the Oblix was stealing that valve for. And with a start, you realize that they most likely have been at this for some time. Uh, given sort of the logistics and the timeline of things, the Oblex might be a more recent addition. And maybe that's why things have proceeded to the point where they can now make more uh, more quickly and grab bigger parts. But um, it seems as though the Clockwork Horror is, is building more. Um, the other ones do not appear to be active. Uh, rather... Um, uh, yeah, rather they just seem sort of dormant and lifeless. Uh, it, it appears as though they may need some sort of power source to turn it on. Nice. So You're able to do all of this without um, being seen. Uh, and you're able to make your way back up into well, the, the open the hatch. Or... Oh. oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. All of this... Jerome takes all of this in. There's this whole train of thought. He gets like 10% of the way through the train of thought. And then he goes, Death to the interloper! <laughs> and I'm going to uh, charge and I'd like to uh, attack the uh, the slime. Did you guys hear okay, something? Okay, awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> buzz, buzz. Uh, shooting back. 
Um, you guys, <laughs> Dolly uh, you guys, on uh, us. <laughs> uh, cutting back to plug the pixies and Sunny. You guys have been waiting mm-hmm. for like a solid few minutes. You know, you, you heard, you know, the uh, sort of fading away as, as drone sort of flies off. But then there's been sort of an eerie silence. Um, and then you very clearly hear death to the interloper <laughs> as it uh, and that can't be good. Oh, at all. No. oh boy. I believe the time for action has so, come. Enter, brothers. <laughs> we'll be. Ah! We'll 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 do this a bit abstractly. I'm not going to have anyone roll initiative or anything. We will start, however, by resolving uh, what Austin decides to do first. Mm-hmm. Um, go sting so Austin. Yeah. So Austin, can I have you make a fierce check for me then? I would love to roll plus zero <laughs> fierce check. Oh my oh god. Do it, baby. Why are you like this? <laughs> Six. Okay. All right. Uh, I will say that you are able to successfully <laughs> dive bomb into this, uh, into the area that the Clockwork Horror and the Oblix are at. And which one are you aiming at? The Horror or the Oblix? Uh, Oblix. Okay. All right. Um, you don't know how mechanical wasp stings will react to amorphous blobbing, but I hey, sure don't. now's the time. With now's any the luck, time. we'll both die valiantly. Now's the time to experiment. Um... So as you as you begin to dive bottom you descent, you transition such that you are Is it thorax? That's the area with the stinger. Head, uh, thorax abdomen. Abdomen is is the back part. I thought abdomen was the torso. Anyway, doesn't matter. Abdomen first basically. Stinger out. I guess is is, is what it is. Um and <laughs> the others here sort of an unceremonious <laughs> as uh <laughs> as uh, Drone makes contact with the Oblex. Um, uh, point of reference for the Oblex voice is Goop from Ben 10 Alien Force. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. I cannot do that. I cannot yes, do that. But you can that hear audience. the Oblex. That was, no. It's pretty good. Um, you can hear the Oblex sort of scream in pain um, as it appears to have done something. However, um, before you are able to react and, and respond, or even get out of there, you find yourself stuck in the Oblex um, drone. And there's no face, necessarily, but you can see like the front half of this blob rise up and loom over you, and you suddenly get the feeling that you have been seen and you're being looked at. <laughs> um, and with a very so gooey sad. voice, uh, the Oblex says, ah, What have we here? More scrap. Ah. Um, it has been an honor. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, cutting back. Kill a both bit. my one-shot characters by slime ball. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> uh, cutting back to the others, we hear um, you know, Sunny, Plug, and Pixies. You hear death to the interlopers and a splat and a you know oh look what we have here more scrap. Uh, all those three probably equals not a good time. Oh no, that's so, our scrap. <laughs> yes. Um, what would you do now? Leap valiantly into action, of course. What would Kiana do? Charge! <laughs> All right. Charge, uh, my dudes. Bonsai! <laughs> plug and Pixies are going in. Or sorry, Pixies Plug and, are going and Sunny are going uh, in. Ginger Pixies and Pepper take the lead. Uh, they have uh, okay. saucers as shields. Uh, one of them okay. has a fork. Uh, the other one has a, like, a spoon as a mace. <laughs> Right in. Nice. All right. Incredible. Okay. Um, 
does anyone have any does anyone have any offers of what they would like to do anything yes. that is more specific than just like doing a fierce attack i um, actually do we're finally yes, in the space that? where two out of three of my spells work um so would you say that the ublex is currently holding drone i would yeah then i would like to cast butterfingers and make <laughs> it drop him <laughs> yeah um, butter pseudopod <laughs> you, you've group. You you are aware in Kian, that in Kiana's training that she knows uh, the art of disarming yes. people, um, weaponry from enemies. Uh, this seems like a good practice, a good utilization of that skill as any. Yeah. Uh, and so, not necessarily a magic skill, but you go in and <laughs> you basically try and do what Kiana did, which is pinpoint pressure points on the person's <laughs> body so that they drop the. Um, they drop the item that they're holding. Uh, but it is a goop, so... It is a goop. So normally I would say that this would be a success, but let me say then that this is going to be a... Uh, a um, I would say that this is a fierce check. Good. But it'll have an easier DC because that you're utilizing your skill. Uh, it's technically my spell, but... Your, yeah, your spell. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll give yeah. it a shot. I... Hang on. Ugh. No, that's a critical failure. I rolled a one. Oof. Oof. Okay. And I can um, only use this spell once a session. Come on, man. <laughs> I will say this. This is what happens. You are able to you are able to successfully hit uh, correct spaces in the oblex such that drone is dropped. However, one of your claws uh, remains affixed to the oblex. <laughs> it, is, it seems in time to affix to change its target from drone to you. So now so I'm you, stuck. Yeah. Well, this is very what Kiana would do, so I think Sonny's uh, still considering this a win. Fair enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> right. Uh, plug and uh, what Pixies? Uh, do you guys have anything, um, or are you guys going to just attack? Why did you change a, a, a saying that was already a kitchen saying? <laughs> um, yeah, We're well out of the um, frying pan I, now, I guess, boys. Yeah, no, just a fierce. Uh, this, this is not much. Sunny um, joins me. I go, yes, we shall both die valiantly together. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's been um, on this the the oblex, so um, yeah, just appears on the oblex. You can, if you want to, if you want to utilize your spell, or I don't know if you had a, another idea for your for your mist, then. You know, it would be difficult for the Oblex to that find purchase true. on a target or even realize what's happening if everything were obscured. This does mean that mm -hmm. the same works for your opponents. So it, it, it's a 50-50 as to what you might think would be more mm. beneficial in this time. I uh, do know You know that, that yes. Sunny has blind sense. So yes. it's not that uh, he needs to, to see. Um, and everyone else, though, this. Box fort, I guess, is more enclosed than the open cargo bay area. Okay. Yes. Um, then, yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll use that to our advantage. We will smoke it out. Uh, Mission Impossible style, you see. Um, okay. We come in with uh, flower grenades um, up over the <laughs> uh, box fort walls, splash all over the area, um, and the Pixies take a uh, defensive position. Yeah, once upon a time, you had heard Finbar say something along the lines of Misty Step, but <laughs> I don't think you caught everything. Yeah. You really just interpreted Mist as uh, <laughs> the skill and as the spell in question. Um, okay, yeah. So, Sunny, this is what happens to you. Oh. You 
go and systematically punch at various areas of the Oblex. The Oblex with a startle releases drone, um, but then is able to transition to grabbing onto you. Then uh, you feel the Oblex's grip lighten as uh, your entire space is filled with uh, mist. And you can sense where the Oblex is. You're not sure if the Oblex can sense you, but also then again, it never had eyes in the first place, so you don't really know what's up. A little bit weird, yeah. But it at least does seem surprised by this, you know, like, it was surprised about being attacked by one person, by one being. It was definitely surprised by being attacked by another, and then now there's just a whole bunch of other stuff going on, so. Uh, I I would say at this point, it's like the equivalent of like, I don't know, I guess surprised, I don't know. Cool. Um, Plug, what of you? Um, I guess I can't really see anything anymore, can I? Because Mist is... Yeah. Does Plug not have dark vision? Or blind sight? Do I don't know. I don't think Plug has blind sight. Do. Um, but. I will say that you have an entire, essentially, arsenal of items at your disposal in the rest of the cargo bay. You don't necessarily have to dive straight for the. The box labeled bomb. (laughs) Is there a little one maybe? Box parentheses rejects? Yeah. In that box, yeah, perhaps? I mean, like a small-looking one that Plug could nom, grab? Yeah. So this is sort of, I think, uh, <laughs> what I'm interpreting this as is in the very short amount of time that Danny had been aware of, like, this red pill bomb thing that the uh, that the Duragar had thrown <laughs> in Season 3, Episode 5. Ooh. Um uh, Danny had spent some of the 12 hours returning, um, trying to basically reverse engineer it, and to, to little avail, either, and you were there when she was trying to do this, either, um, either she wasn't able to get the, the chemical composition quite right, and the fuse and the timing was off, or it just ended up being a dud anyway, mm-hmm. and the triggering mechanism itself wasn't able to work. But you, so diving in, um, I will say make a quick check for me. Sure thing. Uh, that's a seven. Seven? Okay. Um, you did know that one of the prototypes that she had tried making had a chemical composition that seemed to work. Um, essentially, like, you can... It was basically the way that she was designing it were two vials of separate chemicals, and once the triggering mechanism went off, the vials would break, the chemicals would mix, and the bomb would explode. That was sort of her main thinking of it. The chemicals itself seemed to work, but she wasn't able to hack the triggering part of it. But you don't need to have anything on a trigger, you just gotta get the chemicals. So, uh, with a successful check, a quick check, you are able to root in the box labeled bombs, parentheses, rejects, and uh, find that prototype that you were thinking of, and you now have in your possession uh, two ampules of dubious chemicals. Excellent. This is exactly how I wanted this to go. <laughs> um, Alright. Um, I will say that you can make your way back, uh, but you won't be able to act until sure. know, the next effective round happens. Um, so now what happens is you see then that the Oblex will then attempt to lash out well, Sunny, you sense mm. that uh, it will lash out a tendril and it will try to grab Drone again. Drone, oh no. 
Can I have you make a a sly check? Drone, with come on, drone. Disadvantage, basically. A sly check at disadvantage. So rolling twice and doer. Yes. So if drone dies, we sneak his broken body back onto Virla's desk, <laughs> and then Virla just fixes him know. off screen, right? He's <laughs> like, oh, this got fucked up at some point. Yeah. Ten. What? Ten. Ooh. That's still really good. <laughs> I rolled two eights. That's amazing. I All bought right. fire. I wish I'd been this <laughs> roll this hot last night. Drone, you realize you you are not an individual. You are a you you are part of a collective, and so you have learned to not necessarily rely solely on your senses, but the senses of you and whatever team you are in. It took a little bit, but you think you kind of reached a point where you're starting to kind of jive with uh, your new compatriots here, and you sense the presence of Sunny beside you. You hear the whipping and lashing out of an of, of the tendril coming your direction, and you're able to successfully outmaneuver it. And uh, the Oblix grasps thin air and nothing, essentially. So you're able to successfully dodge it. Congratulations. Nice. As for the clockwork horror, Damn shame. Um, it hobbles along kind of slowly, but um, Sunny, you can sense that it's making its way towards the back corner where the other dormant clockwork horrors lie. Oh no. <laughs> and that is what it'll do for its, that's what it's going to do for this turn. Okay. Those who do not want to immediately just fierce attack the Oblex, does anyone have anything that they would wish to try? I know that Plug, <laughs> Plug, I'm imagining is standing at the top of the enclosure with chemicals in hand. So make a bad what you will. Yes. Um, that is fan art uh, I want on my desk by Monday. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's paw, just um, or, that it, his mouth. image yeah. of Stitch from Lilo and Stitch when yeah. it just crash lands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, in fact, like the pixies we're not can see this because I don't think. No, you no, guys we're, are, we're surrounded by the, the of yeah, the uh, so. box fort. Um, does it have <laughs> right a ceiling? Is it like a, or is it more like a courtyard no, so, type situation? Like, like the ceiling is is okay. the is the ceiling okay. of the actual of the of the cargo deck. Um, the walls of this enclosure are like four sides mm -hmm. of separate boxes, basically. So like. Just the way that it's stacked, there just happened to be this gap sort of in the middle that's pretty high, hidden away from everything else, and that's where they sort of made their We can see operations. Plug up there, right? Okay. Can we... Yes, you can. ...start to, I guess, push the boxes closer together? Okay. Can I ask why? Um, I, what, I, I what, want what to one here? limit uh, the ability of the Oblex um, and the Clockwork Horror to get out, but also um, give uh, an opportunity for the, whatever explosion is coming to be a little more contained. Um, and as we do so, we're going to shout okay. um, to whoever's inside, uh, get out as quickly as possible. Okay. Yeah. Um... This is sort of the collective brute strength of all of your pixies. I will say then make okay, another on. fierce check. Come on, pixies. And by this, sorry, by this point, we've sort of, the, the, the one page sort of describes scenes, basically. So like establishing like vignettes of scenes. Hmm. Um, and this change form thing was only meant to work for the scene that you were currently mm -hmm. in, so that you were in when you oh, casted yes, it. Yeah. So you were no longer in crab form. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have this the stats um, original. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, it's so, yeah. Uh, it's a nine plus two ten, uh, eleven. 
math. Fantastic. All right. Well, five, yeah. so that's a six. Wait, hold on. Um, do you move the box the plug is on? Do you, no, do you move no, the, no. Do you we, move we the box the plug is on? Avoid that one. Okay. All right. Okay, so um, plug what you can see then are, you know, the sea of mist inside this enclosure, and you see all of the pixies sort of split up and assume a position around the perimeters of two of the boxes, and they push them closer. You can see the mist sort of... Um, this isn't how mist works, but you can see the mist rise slightly, <laughs> I suppose. It's a liquid now, I guess. Who cares? Um, uh, and uh, as, as the, the volume of this enclosure shrinks, um, Sunny, you sense this as well, and you can imagine that the Obelix might sense this uh, additionally. <laughs> the, the walls are coming in for some reason. Mm. And then uh, everyone hears uh, the Pixie's command of, of, of get out. Mm -hmm basically get out I've... yeah but will... i'm stuck in an oblex <laughs> take it with you <laughs> i mean uh oh would you like to try and get out you, i was you kind can try of just hoping to fierce attack it um <laughs> okay i mean yeah you can do that yeah, plug is um, holding um the chemicals in his mouth is like look man sonny flee like, I'm uh, holding in that my case, action I guess... to throw them, essentially, in when I see that my friends are safe. Okay. Uh, okay, in that case, could I actually use my... Okay, hold on. The other clockwork horror, it was heading for the corner that had the others in it. Um, yes. Is it still on route there? But is that in the enclosed space that's about to be full of explosion? Yes. Okay, in that uh, case... It is I... still on, yeah, it's still on route. It's making its way towards, like, the back corner. Cool. In that case, I would like enclosure. to use my my third spell, stun creature, to stun the uh, ublek that is holding me, so I can fly out instead. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, no check required for this. <laughs> Thank you. Are you, you thinking back to uh, Kiana's, Kiana's training strikes. again? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you are able to nice. uh, once again target a pressure point. Uh, and you see a feel the the, the ublek sort of like seize up and firm. Uh, kind of like uh, fucking like Ublek, the, like, oh, the, yeah. the non-Newtonian fluid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's liquid when you're slow, but solid when you're fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of has that similar sensation, but you are able to then, uh, in its sort of moment of, of lapse, uh, you are able to remove your uh, claw uh, away and, and fly out. Yes. Um, can I take drone. drone with me? I feel like drone is not really going to leave the possibility drone. of death. No, drone's got to do something. Uh, yeah, what was drone going to do? Drone, never having an idea of his own, will see you stun the Olek uh, and will uh, look to the escaping clockwork car um, and will say, let's say, uh, he'll look at it and he'll just charge it and uh, say, um, you do not flee. We all die in the pit together. What? And I will use. I'm trying now. I'm using this a little bit differently. Uh, I have static yeah. shock, which is good yeah. for mildly annoying someone or powering small mechanisms. Could I briefly depower a small mechanism with a static Overclock shock to prevent it from escaping? I will allow it. Sure, it's dead. Absolutely. You can interpret it. You can interpret it as obviously the wasp sort of looking at fearless lightning-based attacks, <laughs> and uh, you can interpret this use of the spell as um, overcharging the clockwork horror such that it shorts out. 
That is exactly yep. what I'll do. Grab on and overcharge it. Yeah, you see, uh, in a similar fashion to the Oblix, the Clockwork Horror sort of seizes up, um, uh, and then with sort of a satisfying sizzle, um, clumps to the floor momentarily, uh, at least you may hopefully, um, incapacitated and, uh, and no longer moving towards its target. Mm. Okay. Is it at that moment then that Sunny grabs drone and the both of you fly out? I would like to, if possible. Okay. <laughs> what would Kiana um. do? Grab teammate. Got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I learned from the best. Uh, and so the both of you, and so Plug and the Pixies then see uh, Sunny and the drone fly out of the mist, a uh, very satisfying trail of smoke following behind them. Captain. Uh, and we're clear. Uh, Yoink. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> and then Plug um, either yeets it from its mouth or sets it daintily on the ground only to smack it with its paw. Ooh, Your choice. Option B, obviously, daintily down and then All just right. with the tail, smack, launch. Yeah. Looks like you're going to uh, turn away and spare them, but then wham with the backswing. You do so with enough force that once it hit, once the ampules sort of hit the s surface, um, they break. Uh, the two of them combine and mix together and the white mist suddenly turns to <laughs> black smoke and fire <laughs> as this space is engulfed in flames. Um, you can hear and smell, honestly, the horrifying acrid stench and horrified screams of the Oblick as it uh, basically dissolves away into nothing. Um, you're not sure. You you you're you. What is your plan now? So, <laughs> you you have everyone is safely out, and you guys are looking at this campfire. Basically, <laughs> you do not see any any reaction, anything emerging from it. Um, do you leave? Do you stay to make sure that it is that, that the deed is done? What do you do? Well, we must ensure that the job has been properly completed. Also, there's an active fire on the ship now. We probably should take care of that as well. Uh, I, in fact, yes. What happens is you guys are staying to make sure that the job is completed. Um, when you hear sort of the sound of steps uh, oh, of someone okay. going down the steps into the cargo hold, <laughs> um, put out the fire. The doors swing open, We're gonna get it and and you see Danny uh, sort of muttering under her breath, "Stupid Motrons don't fucking know how to fix a goddamn ship." Um, uh, before she then notices, um, can I have everyone <laughs> make a slide I check? Oh, this. Oh, I would like to just sit proudly on top of the box. Do I have to make a slide check? Everyone except plug, make a slide check. Four. Seven. Four. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. So Danny is 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 <laughs> Danny is held present to a bizarre sight. Uh, she does not see Sunny or Drone. However, Plug, standing very proudly, sort of on its, uh, standing very proudly, like, look, Ma, look what I did. Uh, and the Pixies, uh, in, in slight horror, possibly, uh, are looking at this small fire that has erupted um, <laughs> over, uh, it, sort of in this kind of like top pile of the cargo hold. Uh, Danny sort of like starts and exclaims, "Plug! What did you do?" Um, and I you see the her <laughs> kind of, you see her climb up to, uh, you see her climb up to meet you guys. Um, 
think about casting something and then realize that none of her spells involve <laughs> the extinguishing of fires. Those yeah. Yeah. Unlike so. create or destroy water, it's cre it's just create fire. There's no create mm -hmm. or destroy fire element to any of those spells. Uh, you do see her uh, sort of rummage oh, uh, wait. go into Instead another box. rolling that slot, I have uh, limited invisibility. Mm. Um, could I have instead oh. just <laughs> disappeared? Okay. I will take the fall. The pixies need to maintain their veneer of professionalism. Absolutely. All right. So I think this is more fitting, honestly. Danny uh, <laughs> sees only plug <laughs> and a fire behind him. I think that. Uh, that uh, I think that Sonny, uh, with like drone, like in either one hand or his mouth, is like clinging to the back of the box that Danny's around, yeah. like yeah, sidling yeah, yeah. around, like Spider Verse style. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm my my point of reference that I can think of is that meme of the little child that's like yeah. smiling yeah. in front of the house fire. That's exactly yeah. that. Disaster girl. It's either that or the Elmo oh, so that's good, like yes. praising the sun with the fireball. I think it's <laughs> more Disaster Girl, but Elmo praising the sun and not an awful option. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, that is the sight that Danny sees. Uh, she realizes that she can't, she doesn't have any ability that can put out the fire. So she rummages in another nearby crate, uh, finds a series of chemicals that she stored away. Perhaps, <laughs> no, you know what she does? She goes into a box that's labeled uh, collected goop box one <laughs> and she opens it up. Um, she <laughs> she goes and she uh, and finds a couple of just just a handful of stuff and just dumps all of it onto the uh, onto the fire and by some miracle the combination is uh, enough to extinguish the flame. Uh, Plug and the pixies, uh, what you guys can see um, are just ashes basically. Um, there is no sign of the oblex and you can only make out the charred remains of the, all of the clockwork horrors, both the one that was active and the dormant ones that it was trying to activate. Uh, Danny does not perceive any of this and just assumes that you had made a fire because you're a fucking cat. <laughs> Minus um, one wisdom. <laughs> uh, and so Danny is like, Plug, come on, I already have to deal with the Modrons in order to fix the ship. I can't have you destroying it in another part. Come on, come on, get out, shoo, shoo. And you see her sort of like try and shoo you away out of the cargo hold back upstairs. <laughs> um, and... Who are you but to oblige? A true hero um, is never appreciated in his time. <laughs> uh, so some time passes and we are now at the part uh, of season three, episode seven, where uh, <laughs> uh, that, that period of downtime where Danny is getting the ship fixed. I think it's like a period of three-ish days. So within that time period, um, uh, the 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 group, everyone, I keep wanting to say like the four of you reconvene, but there are multiple pixies. You all reconvene. The four um, plus of you. Yes. And sort of decompress and congratulate each other on a job well done. Um, plug. As far as a first outing goes, you feel like this has been fucking fantastic. You all performed um, admirably in the line of true terror. Uh, I'd like to commend you all for your service to the ship. I know that it can be difficult at times to put aside your personal whims for the, the good of our vessel and, of course, our masters, but... I no. am honored to have such faithful companions by my side. Yeah, and Drone, you were really indispensable. <laughs> I sure hope you don't, like, explode before we do this next, because I don't know what we would have done without you. I must confess, I apologize for my failures. I should have died valiantly defending <laughs> the ship no, and those no. aboard it. 
but since I live to serve another day, I can only hope to achieve this goal on our next outing. This is the perfect combination of like Maxim's objectiveness and Virla's like tendency to put himself into the fire first. Borderline suicidal these two, tendencies. These two idiots made the most screwed up kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Given the father, father, you so many ideas. <laughs> yeah, so you guys all sort of talk, congratu congratulate each other on a job well done. It seems as though you have formed Plug, a veritable group of heroes. Legends, perhaps, maybe not ones that have been destined for greatness in the beginning, but those, but new stars whom you are welcome to have in your constellation nonetheless. Um, as you all are sort of congratulating each other, you hear a faint scream come from sort of outside of the ship. Uh, all of you rushing outside onto the decks of Sigil, turning around, you see that your ship is gone. <gasps> in its place is a giant red dragon that has now sort of flying and idling in its spot. This this was. <sighs> Plug. Yeah. It seems as though your next adventure has found itself. Oh and now you have to stop At the ready it. men, we have a new foe. <laughs> Oh, for information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that is where we will end our session. Oh, incredible. <laughs> so uh, fun. Uh, thank you guys for, for, for joining us. Thank you, friends, uh, you, you four, for bearing yeah. with us. Mm -hmm. um, this was fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed listening. Uh, <laughs> fanfic and art away. <laughs> and... <laughs> We will see you all uh, in early July for season four premiere of Rolling with Difficulty. Hell yeah. Until then, take care. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this very special one-shot adventure from the Rolling with Difficulty team. Our regular season, season four, will pick up on July 7th for the continuing adventures of the crew of the Peraspora and maybe the weird little dudes. Uh, but if you miss us before then, be sure to check out our Discord server for fun fan conversations and other content, as well as our Patreon for more exclusive content from the cast, as well as uh, helping to support the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you back out on the Astral Sea.